I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Hi. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. Good. I have some exciting news, actually. Yeah, what's the news? I have a real office chair in this room now. It's pink and the... Um, of course. The arms lift up. Oh, that's cool. Which is kind of neat. Um, so you can yeah, swing no, your legs to the side? Yeah, if I wanted to. Or let Appa hop up, which has happened a couple times. That's Mostly cool. Mostly just, he just puts his, his arms on me to let me know... Or not arms. His arms. And, He's got. I arms. guess it's his legs. <laughs> well, it's just like you know his front legs. They like they act like arms sometimes. <laughs> he has opposable thumbs. So just, shut up. <laughs> you know he gets up and like you know is like hey it's time to go time to go for a walk time to feed me. He speaks to <laughs> play with a play with toys. Right. Yeah, he speaks to me. He's my familiar. Congratulations on your uh, chair. Thank you. It's very exciting because <laughs> yeah, before exciting. I was sitting on a on a sad like not really director's chair, director's chair because mm-hmm. it was like not normal director's chair height. Like it was normal chair height, which I'm like, the fuck's the point of a director's chair if it's not going to be taller, you know? Yeah. Well, I have a short director's chair and it has my name on it too. Oh, I don't mine know where doesn't it is, even though. have my name on it. Yeah. My mom got, got it for it me for my birthday. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's what pretty, a nice mom it's gift. Cool. Yeah. So anyways, what else is up? <laughs> that's pretty much all that's going on in my life. <laughs> Got a chair. Cool. <laughs> that's very exciting. <laughs> that is very exciting. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. I think we're all done catching up. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Let's just get into Buffy the Vampire Slayer then. All right. Oh, I'm so pumped about this. I know you are. <laughs> this is, okay, so this is my favorite episode of this season. Mm-hmm. I watched it two times, almost three times. Wow. I was really tempted to watch it a third time. Because like the first time I kind of had it on while I was working. Okay. Just a sort of like background. So I wasn't really like totally paying attention to it. And then the second time I watched it and like, you know, took notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, gonna watch it a third time you know for pleasure but i decided <laughs> i decided that was too much pleasure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but before we really get into the episode yep. we should recap your predictions okay i really shortened them down because they've gotten out of hand pat like you have so many freaking predictions and a lot hey, of them you keep are asking like for more yeah I, <laughs> I don't really ask for more that's just part of the you know the podcast it's just part of the segment. show yeah um, so I just kind of pulled in the ones that were relevant okay. for this episode. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have like the longer term one where, you know, your prediction is that at the end of this season, she'll fight the master. Um, oh, that's changing then... now. Just to let you know, oh. I got a new prediction. Okay, cool. Well, we'll get to that. Did you write it down this time? Mm-hmm. Did you write? Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you're mm-hmm. The way that you're mm-hmm. saying and winking your face like that it makes mm-hmm. me believe that mm-hmm. you're having some kind of no i wrote or... it down okay good <laughs> great <laughs> um so you said that xander will keep getting friend zoned by buffy 
maybe like three seasons before they accidentally kiss or something awkward happens, which leads them to kiss. Yep. Uh, down the road in another two to three seasons, there's going to be an episode dedicated to a new teacher coming to Sunnydale High. She's beautiful in English. Giles is going to fall in love with her and it's going to be revealed that she is somehow bad. Oh, I got um, something to add to that as well. Okay, cool. You have it written down. Later. You'll remember? Mm-hmm. As long as you'll remember. Yeah, I remember. Listen, I don't want to have to scroll back up to the top of this document for you, Pat. Okay. It's too much work for me. I'm already carrying <laughs> I'll you just come up podcast. with new predictions anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know what they are. <laughs> um, and you said Flutie is done for. The principal character is going to be a revolving door of guest stars. Yep. And other characters will get possessed. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the ones that I thought were either most recent slash relevant potentially one of my predictions from last episode got debunked already i don't even remember i thought i pulled all the ones from last episode it was the one about the um the cage within the library i said that was gonna be a single serving cage and it would never the one with the meal slot would never see it again but in this episode we see it again so i mean it's it's not actually i i guess i didn't write that down as a prediction because i didn't I didn't, you didn't really believe think that in it. was. I didn't, <laughs> didn't believe. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like the cage is a main character that we have to watch. All right. But I, maybe you know. Yeah. You never well, know. it's becoming maybe. a character. Yeah. Already. You're a With character. Meal slot mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um. So those were yeah. Those were your predictions. Okay. Cool. Nobody's locked up in the cage though. Well, Xander was last episode. I know, but you said it was debunked. Well, I was saying... This episode. No, I thought the cage was going to go away entirely. Like, I thought it was... Oh, It was only there for the convenience of the episode so that they could lock somebody up within the library, and then we Mm. would never see the cage again. But here we are, episode later, and they open the cage, and we're seeing, like, a weapon cache, like, within a closet inside the cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so but it's I'm, not that it was like being used to to hold anyone. No, it was well, just not in this episode. There. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So this episode, so this is season one, episode seven of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The episode is titled Angel. The original air date is April fourteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Written by David Greenwaltz and directed by Scott Brazil, who only uh, directed this one episode. So we start on Colin. Well, the hold on. Anointed one. What? We start oh, on the blood what? well. Okay. First we thing we see well. is the blood well. I wrote in my notes. I was like, blood that well, blood first well, shot, and then back. we tilt up to Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, you're right. So we open on the blood well. Yes, yeah, very and important. And then, then we look over and we see Colin, the anointed one, and the master who's upset that Zachary was killed by Buffy. Uh, Darla, the blonde vampire, um, wants to kill Buffy, but the master says that she has a personal interest and decides to send the three instead. Yes, I will send the three. Yes. So then we cut to the bronze. There's, uh, they're, you know, at the uh, annual fumigation party, which is the closing of the bronze to nuke the cockroaches, as Willow mm-hmm. informs us. Um, and that party's going strong, but Buffy is pretty mellow lost in her thoughts about 
you know, who we find out was basically Angel. And she's kind of like, oh, you know, but Willow's like, oh, are you thinking about a boy? And she's like, if I was, you know, there'd have to be a boy for me to be thinking about. And Willow mm-hmm. kind of digs in a little bit. And Buffy, sure enough, is thinking about Angel. Yep. She says, when he's around, it's like the lights dim everywhere else. Yeah. And Willow's like, I know what you're saying. And then she like looks at Xander and he's on the floor dancing wildly. Oh my God. It's beautiful. <laughs> He's making a damn fool of himself yeah. on the dance floor. And then he's he insults Cordelia. He's right. he's living his best life right he there. Is. He's yeah. having a great time insulting Cordelia. You know, mm-hmm. all all the points for that, Xander. Um, then he goes over to Willow and Buffy's table. And, you know, they're, they're kind of bringing him down. Um, yeah. Willow stomps on a cockroach, and which would get her a free drink. Um, and then Buffy heads out, not wanting to, quote, infect those nearest and dear to her. Right. And once she's outside the bronze, she's greeted by three super strong vamps as they pin her to a fence. The three. The three. Well, you know. The three. I, I guess we can determine that that's who it is, but she doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the intro. Mm-hmm. So after the intro, Angel shows up with a quip of his own. Oh, he, I always do this to you, but we got to go back. Oh, well, <laughs> so, how? <laughs> so I I was a little confused at one part in the okay. bronze when mm-hmm. Buffy when Buffy actually decides to I just want to, to say leave. something really quick. I'm okay. trying to hustle and move this along. And, and I appreciate you're, that. You're bringing me back. So I just want to... Thank you. Thank you for that. appreciating that. Yes. Traditionally, but I'm all <laughs> I'm all up for whatever you want to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, I am always trying to hustle you along <laughs> to get through the episode. But, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to my notes, we just got to go back every once yeah. in a while. That's okay. fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. I could talk Buffy all day. I could I talk Buffy could. way more than, than two hours on a Thursday night. Right. For sure. Um, so before <laughs> Buffy leaves the bronze... Mm-hmm. Or actually, right after she leaves, Willow holds oh. up her shoe, and she yeah, says, "Want she... a free drink?" What's yeah, that? Yeah, because she stomped on a cockroach. So why why want a free drink? Oh oh, that's how you get free drinks at yeah, the fumigation party. That. Yeah, so you stomp on a cockroach, and then ah, you bring boy. up you bring this, up the cockroach. This show's so or, confusing. I'm... It's so hard to follow. <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they showed people at yeah. the beginning I doing put that, that and then Willow is like, oh, cockroach, and she stomps and then lifts up her shoe. She's like, want a free drink? Yeah. You know what? You know what probably happened is sometimes I, I take furious notes, and the note before oh. that was I was talking about the lights dimming and Willow's oogling Xander and all that, so I think I was typing mm-hmm. all that, and I might have missed something with the, with the cockroaches. Oh, I try yeah. to pause when I type up my notes. I do too sometimes, but sometimes I feel like like I get, you know, I get ahead of myself. I'm like, I can handle this, you know? Yeah, and then you're like, clearly you can if and you didn't I miss, even know what the cockroach yeah, was. Because I actually on, paused Pat. it and I rewound. I was like, did she hold up her shoe and said, want a free drink? Like, what the, <laughs> what the hell is happening here? It's just that, you know, the bartenders there really love Willow's foot funk. So Ugh. she gets free drinks whenever she wants. <laughs> yeah, they just sniff it. They just grab her <laughs> shoe and then, all right, free drink for you. <laughs> we so love Willow's nasty. foot funk. <laughs> ridiculous uh yeah so it's the cockroach that was on her shoe that wasn't worth going back for (laughs) 
but I feel like it does kind of happen sort of off screen. Like we don't actually, I don't think we actually see her step on it. Like I think we kind of hear her do it. Right. We just and see like, the she's shoe. She's like, oh, cockroach. Coming and then frame. we see the, yeah. sh- and then we see the shoe, but we don't see like the dead cockroach on it. Right. Right. Which yep. I'm grateful for. So after the intro, Angel shows up and he's got a quip of his own. Do you remember what the quip was? Good dogs don't bite. Oh, good job, Pat. Beautiful. I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he helps free Buffy. Um, but they're they're clearly a little bit worried about being overpowered, so they kind of they just run for it all the way to Buffy's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Angel informs her that vampires can't come in unless they're invited. Um mm-hmm. so she's like I've always heard that, but, you know, never had, like, tested the theory. So the three are kind of, she short, sort of, like, pushes them back, and they're all, they're kind of, like, banging on her door and stuff. Right. She realizes that Angel's hurt, so she goes to get bandages and orders him to take off his jacket and his shirt. Um, and then I wrote, meow. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is why you love this episode so much. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just seeing him shirtless. It's 100%. angel. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not a, I'm not an angel girl. You're not? Um, I, I mean, for... I, I like angel, but he's not right. my favorite man in the series. Oh, I thought Spoiler for sure alert. this was like the reason why was all no. this closeness with angel There's a in the little bedroom. bit more depth to me than that. Uh, I know I'm actually in movie club, relieved. I'm constantly talking about the hot guys that we're watching these movies of, but uh, yeah, no, this is not why it's my favorite episode. Well, I'm slightly relieved then. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> uh, so Angel obliges. We see a tattoo of some kind of winged creature um, mm-hmm. and an A on his back. Buffy accuses him of following her, and he says that he was just out for a walk, that he lives nearby. Most people walk in the middle of the night. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Just keeping an eye on her. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy's mom comes home to break the sexual tension. Yes. And Buffy suggests that before, so before she can see Angel, um, Buffy kind of like gets in front of her and suggests that she go upstairs, get into bed, and I can bring you some hot tea. Yeah, no and- night, mama. <laughs> Joyce goes, that's sweet. What did you do? <laughs> yeah, she knew something was up. Um, and then Angel rounds the corner, introduces himself, um, and Buffy is like, oh, he's a student who's yeah. in the first year of community college, and yeah, he's, he's older. tutoring me in history. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not that much older. So, you know, Joyce is kind of like, okay, uh, I'm going to bed. You too, you know. And and so yeah. she goes upstairs. Buffy kind of fakes saying goodbye to Angel, closing the door. And then they sneak upstairs to her bedroom. Very scandalous. Buff- very scandalous. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. This would never happen in my house. Never. No. Um, I would have to, like, leave the door open. Well, I mean, I guess Joyce didn't know, you know. Mm, so I feel like she knew. Yeah, you think so? I feel like Joyce is like, you know what? Girls going to be girls. I feel like she trusts Buffy a lot. So she likes to go to the bronze all the time. Yes, but she also did burn down the gym at her last school. Got to have chances. Multiple chances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely not a helicopter parent. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, she's not Um, questioning everything. She does question, but not everything. Yeah, whether whether Joyce knows or not, they they sneak they sneaky sneak, they sneaky um, sneak Angel into her bedroom, mm-hmm. 
And then Buffy asks why Angel has been helping her out. And he says, someone has to, you know, she's like, I'm the Slayer. So like, this is like destiny for me. Like, I have to do this. But why are you doing it? And he's just like, someone has to. And then he reveals that his family was uh, was killed by vampires um, mm-hmm. a long while ago. And then he changes the subject by saying that Buffy even looks pretty when she goes to sleep, which is what every girl wants to hear. Right. She's like, oh, well, you should sleep on the bed. And he's like, no, I'll take the floor, you know, I'll whatever. Take the so, floor. He, yeah, you do a great angel. Thank you. Oh, Han. Yeah. I've been good working job. on it. Good. <laughs> Shows. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he goes to sleep on the floor, and Buffy uh, finds what I think is a very sneaky way of finding out if he's single. She says, do you snore? And he says, I don't know. It's been a long time. Do you want to say this line? Nope, because Pat? I didn't write it down. Okay. It's been a long he time says, since I've had that chance or something. Since anybody's been in a position to let me know. Right. But that's not yeah. her finding out. That's him telling her. Like, he could have just been like, I don't think so. <laughs> that's what yeah, I would have said. Yeah, that's true. That's I true. I might have. I don't know. Yeah, we're, but he's like, I don't have anybody in my bed with me usually, so. Yeah. No, I guess <laughs> you're right. How else would you know that you're snoring unless somebody else would tell you? Yeah. Okay. Unless you're a weirdo and you record yourself. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you listen to yourself sleeping like a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I love this part. This is when I almost woke up. <laughs> uh, so next day at Sunnydale High, Xander is not happy about the sleepover, while Willow, complete opposite, wants to know all the steamy details. Of course. <laughs> But Buffy says the angel was a perfect gentleman. And then Giles comes in and informs uh, Buffy that she was attacked by the three. Yep. They're warrior vampires. They're very proud and very strong. Yeah, Giles got his books open. He already knows what they are. Yeah, and so Willow is like, how is it you always know this stuff? You always know what's going on. I never know what's going on. And Giles is like, well, you weren't here from midnight until six researching it. <laughs> and she says, no, I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, it's his job to know. <laughs> He's the watcher. You know, he's the watcher. That's what a watcher does. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Giles is, you know, basically like, well, you must really be, um, you know, pissing off the master, or like having him kind of run scared a little bit because he wouldn't send the three for just anything. Mm-hmm. So she's obviously having an impact on him and, and they need to train with weapons. Um, but they don't have to worry about the three anymore because the three will offer their lives in failure. Um which they do and you know the master is kind of like meh you know i'm not that excited about it but darla is very excited so she gleefully stakes them in the master's lair then back at sunnydale giles puts a closed sign out in front of the library to keep out pesky students trying to use the library for its intended purpose mm-hmm. of knowledge pursuance yeah and buffy grabs for a crossbow yeah, this is when we see the cage again. The cage, with the meal yeah. Slot. So she goes, yeah. she goes into the into the cage, and there's, um, there's a weapon. What did you call it? I called it a weapon cache. We- yeah, weapon or cache. weapon cache, cache, cache. It would be a cache. Cache is like stylish, stylish weapons. Oh, well. You know? So like, if they've got like a nice little scarf on them or something. Yeah. Well, so Giles is always dressed in a wonderful cache. Hmm. Is that not how you use the word? Mm, no. I have cachet much to learn. Is more like, <laughs> cachet is more like trendy style. Like you look so cachet. Cordelia, Cordelia would be, would ha- like have cachet. Okay. 
gotcha. Yeah, it's not it's something you, you don't have. look cachet. It's you you have you it. You got it. You got yeah. the cachet. Yeah. Okay. You cool. have it or you don't. And yeah. I, I would say, you know, not me speaking. I love Giles, but like if we were from Cordelia's perspective or Buffy's perspective, like Giles does not have cachet. He's old and dusty. Yeah. So crusty. Buffy Buffy goes into the weapon cache, not cache. Right. Cache. Grabs for the crossbow and says, goodbye, stakes, hello, flying fatality. And he's like, not so fast. Yes. Something very like good. That. Very good, Giles. <laughs> A little too nasally. Okay. Uh, well, that's so, just my voice. Okay. That's all right. Giles tells her the crossbow comes later. They must begin with quarter staffs. Which are basically long wooden rods straight out of Robin Hood men in tights. Which, yep. you know, Buffy kind of says as much. She's like, Giles, 20th century, I'm not going to be fighting Friar Tuck. He tells her to put on pads. She says she doesn't need them. And Giles is like, well, we'll see about that. On guard. And he kind of like whacks her. Um, or like, you know, sort of holds up his quarterstaff. Buffy blocks all of his hits and then knocks him on the ground. And then he's like, okay, you're, we'll move on to crossbows Yeah, now. she destroys him pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, Giles. He tries. You know, it's okay. Books are his thing. Everybody's got their thing. Everyone's got their thing. So back at the Summer's residence that night, Buffy brings dinner in a Ziploc bag, which, by the way, is totally a Mike Jensen move. Um, he <laughs> complains that we never return his... Um, Tupperware containers so my dad if ever he gives us like leftovers for having dinner at his house they they always go into a ziploc bag smart i guess but it's kind of messy so i thought it was funny when buffy comes home to angel who's like hiding in her house i was like this yeah. kind of like this kind of like et <laughs> like i'm sure he, like he's just <laughs> hanging out in her closet all day trying on her her clothes <laughs> <laughs> I really, really, now I'm going to have to Photoshop like, you know, that scene in E.T. and just put Angel's face there instead of E.T. Yeah. When he's hiding and all the stuffed animals. Like the photo, didn't I send you that photo of Appa when he was doing that? He was like hiding behind pillows or something. Yep. Yep. He does that sometimes. He just likes to be buried under pillows. That's what Angel did all day. Yeah. So... She asks Angel what he did all day. He says, you know, he read a little and did a lot of thinking. And Buffy looks over to her diary, sees that it's out of place, and panics that that's what Angel was reading all day. Right. So Buffy's like, my diary? You read my diary? She, like, goes and throws it in a drawer. And she's like, that is not okay. A diary is a, is a person's most private place. I... You don't even know what I was writing about. Hunk can mean a lot of things, bad things. <laughs> and when it says that your eyes are penetrating, I meant to write bulging and a doesn't even stand for angel for that matter it stands for Ahmed, a charming foreign exchange student so that whole fantasy part has nothing to even do with you at all and she just yeah. kind of like is like spiraling out of control I'm glad you and wrote all like... that down because <laughs> she yeah she does she does come become a little unhinged at that moment yeah i mean i would too if i thought a guy that i was into was reading my diary yeah um did you ever write he... a diary Oh my God! Yeah, I still uh, have them. Yeah, why did I even ask that? <laughs> Obviously, you wrote diaries. This is <laughs> a so dumb I question. Have like, I have like six diaries or something wow. from from my youth. So Angel's like, 
your mother moved your diary when she came to straighten up. I watched from the closet. I didn't read it, I swear. And he's just kind of like, you know, chill, Mm -hmm. (laughs) take it down a notch. And then, you know, they're kind of both sort of like talking over each other. But basically, Angel's like trying to get out that he can't be around her because every time he's around her, all he can think about is how badly he wants to kiss her. And she's like, what? He kind of goes hard in the paint at this point. He's like, here we go. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, I'm older than you. This can't happen. And of course, they kiss anyway. Oh, and then what happens? They had Pat? to. And then they, well, first, they get really into the kiss. It ain't just like a little kiss, kiss. It's like, like you know, full on smooshing. Full on smoosh, face smooshing, <laughs> hardcore face smoosh. And then, mm-hmm. so my, my note says, boy, they really get into it. And then, blam, he's a vamp, vamp. <laughs> <laughs> a what? A vamp, vamp. <laughs> Oh, okay. You just said vamp twice. Yeah, vampire. I don't know why I wrote it twice. I think I was just blown away. Like, what? Vamp, vamp. That is why I love this episode. <laughs> because he turns into a vampire? Yeah, because we're like, oh, fuck. Um, right. Because we thought he was just going to be like a, like a savior, you know, some sort of good guy. But it's a little more complicated. It's a little more complicated than that. So what did you, what were you thinking in that moment? That's why I was excited to watch this episode because I'm like, you've had some crazy predictions, but you've Mm -hmm. never, what was interesting to me is you've never had a prediction about Angel at all. No. Probably because he was slightly uninteresting to me in the earlier mm -hmm. episodes. Like we would only see him a little bit and his sort of one note, like he'd just be like, be careful, Buffy. Something's coming around. And she'd be like, oh my God, he's so hot. And like that was the end of the character development. So I did appreciate that this episode gave his character more light and darkness but Mm. he him being a vampire does make him a way more interesting character yeah did you see that coming at all no not at all most things in shows and movies surprise me you will find i am very easily had (laughs) i'm not usually not with like horror anyway um yeah except like if it's a really good like psychological thriller then i'm like you know that usually gets me yeah. Um, but I mean, I probably when I was watching at this point, I, you know, I, I, if, if I was watching this for the first time, I'm not sure I would have guessed that, but I might have, I don't know. Yeah. I think I get had so easily because I miss tiny details, like the whole cockroach thing in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> you know, you miss things like that. You'd never you get, get a free drink. By things. I would never, You'd never get, get free get drinks. Drink. <laughs> I'd be like, what? That doesn't make sense. Well, I, I guess I'm just more surprised that you didn't have any predictions like, like even to say, oh, I think Buffy and Angel are gonna date, or like there was n- you'd never had anything about Angel. So yeah, yeah so I, I just, just... kind of love that you went from nothing to like here's this full episode about a character who like David Boreanaz is not even in the intro, and here's a whole episode about him. Yeah, yeah, he didn't interest me. You know what, Mrs. French interested in me more. Uh, <laughs> old the real Mrs. French. Yeah, the old lady because <laughs> she was so nice. She is I want to know more about her, but Angel, you know, whatever. Meh. He's just, you know. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah, so he (laughs) turns into a vampire. Mm -hmm. Um, He gets all vamp face, and then Buffy screams. Angel jumps out her window and runs. Joyce hears this and asks Buffy what happened, and she's just like, nothing, I saw a shadow. And then my Um, window exploded. Well, no, he didn't break her window. Oh, he just jumped out. 
he just like yeah <laughs> okay. I, either it was already open or he pushed it open but it's not like he busted through he didn't window. he didn't break through that happens later i mix it Spoiler up with what alert, happens later Pat. so well Gosh. it's not like they're watching the show with us right now <laughs> no <laughs> that's true <laughs> um you never know maybe <laughs> i mean if uh, they are kudos yeah we probably we probably talk longer than the episode actually is it's possible we do yeah so anyway next day at sunnydale high buffy informs the gang what happened and asks if, if a vampire can ever be good giles says a vampire isn't a person isn't a he's she's like can they ever be a good person and he says a vampire isn't a person at all it may have the movements the memories even the personality of the person that it took over but it's still a demon at the core there is no halfway so buffy can't understand why angel would have been helping her if he's just this like this like evil demon right um and she's like is he working for the master so yeah xander tries to simplify things for buffy he's like look he's a vampire you're a slayer right yeah so you gotta dust him he he says i think it's obvious what you have to do i know you have feelings for this guy but it's not like you're in love with him right and then buffy kind of looks away and he's like you're in love with a vampire are you out of your mind (laughs) and then cordelia stops and is like what right (laughs) and xander cleverly covers by how could you love an umpire everybody hates them (laughs) that was a good moment (laughs) and cordelia turns away and then is distracted by someone wearing the same dress as her yeah, she's like, what are you doing wearing that dress? That was funny. <laughs> Is this a knockoff? It's a knockoff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, she's got her priorities, that girl. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Angel going into what looks like some kind of basement warehouse type apartment situation. Yep. Where Darla where is waiting for him. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, hi, it's been a while. And they exchange quips about how long it's been. Darla saying, yeah. remember Budapest, turn of the century? You were such a bad boy during that earthquake. So turn of the century would make Angel over 100 years old, at least. Yeah. At this point. She teases him about how he's living like a human and then opens up a um, like a shade to let the sunlight in and then opens his refrigerator to reveal bags of blood. So she's kind of like, yeah, you're trying to live like them, but clearly you're not one of them. Yeah. Um, so does the sunlight actually hurt him or not? I couldn't figure it out. Uh, Yeah. It so does. he, well, he backs away from it. Okay. Because it looked so, like it hit him a little bit, but didn't do much damage or anything. Yeah, so he he just kind of like got out of the way quickly. He just cowers, um, cowers right. from the sunlight. Yeah, yeah, he he gets out of the way of the sunlight. So in vampire lore, sunlight will burn vampires. Right. That doesn't fucking make them sparkle like in Twilight. Okay. So okay, we've been over this. Let's just trash that. <laughs> let's not go back there. <laughs> so um, yeah, so she taunts him, saying, "You can only suppress your real nature for so long. You can feel it brewing inside of you. I hope I'm around." explodes explodes Mm. and then she says she isn't afraid of him but she bets she which i took to mean buffy is and then she's like tell her about the curse maybe she'll come around and if she still doesn't trust you you know where i'll be and then she walks out Mm -hmm. Woo, darla Mm. darla i don't know she's like you know she's got the real she's just like got this great like dark sexy powerful thing about her yeah she's kind of she's kind of uh hardcore a little twisted yeah i mean you gotta be if you're gonna be a vamp 
Yeah. And, you know, for around for as long as they've been around. Right. Old soul vamp. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. they they don't have them. They don't have souls? No. You like sell your soul? I guess we'll get to that. But okay. they definitely talk about that in this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Luckily, Jesus. I wrote How down some actual quotes. <laughs> Gee, Pat, you got to pause the episode. <laughs> There's a lot of dialogue in this that yeah. if you, I feel like if you miss any, any of it, you do miss quite a lot of backstory of like yeah. angel backstory. So. Right. And to be clear, I've only seen it once this week. You've seen it twice. <laughs> Plus four times before that twice this week <laughs> right this week we cut to the sunnydale high library the gangs in research mode as always in an old watcher diary so giles is kind of like yeah it's been a while since i've read watcher diaries <laughs> um and he finds mention some 200 years ago in ireland of angelus the angelus. one with the angelic face mm-hmm. and buffy's like they got that right giles asks if angel has a tattoo behind his right shoulder um buffy confirms this and xander's like you saw him naked we get a lot of outbursts from xander this yeah <laughs> xander is feeling very threatened by he's, angel yeah. yeah even though at one point he's like i'm not threatened by him right but um, like honestly xander so far on, there's been zero fireworks between buffy and you yeah. other than you like thinking she's for him or whatever like mm-hmm. she's it's very one-sided she is not thrown any sort of like oh maybe xander like that's never been and he's 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 trying a lot he's thrown a lot at her he gave her that bracelet in episode right. three you know he's like tried to lick slash kiss her <laughs> when yeah. he was possessed by a hyena right i mean that didn't um, do him any favors so no definitely and he remembers it so i mean come on xander how many how many rounds are we going to do? This is going to age him very quickly. Yeah. You don't, there wasn't any, you don't like feel like you ever acted that way around a girl or like inside your head was like convinced that if you could just like get her alone and like talk to her a little bit, like you could convince her. You never had that. No. If, if I was reading, um, if I was reading the clues that Buffy is giving off, I would just mm-hmm. be like, this is never going to happen. It would be too exhausting. But if I was, like, I've had relationships with girls before. <laughs> oh, you have? That's good, Pat. <laughs> I knew you were going to jump in. I knew you were going to jump in with that. You gave me a pause. Of course I'm going to jump in. <laughs> I know, because I was thinking about the jokes myself. But uh, <laughs> what I was going to say was, like, I've had the uh, relationships where, like, you think that there's going to be more to Mm -hmm. the relationship, but those are very different because they were, they weren't like this where it was like a group of friends and like, you're really into one girl and she's just not throwing you any sort of like you talk together, but that's it. Like Mm -hmm. Buffy's never been like, even remotely intimate. Right. They've never been together by themselves. Like, doing anything that might lead to anything else mm-hmm. like there's there's no clues here other than him just thinking that uh you know whatever she's hot or whatever so do you think do you think willow is in the same position for xander no i feel like xander and willow have a closer connection so i feel willow's more in the right to be thinking that there's a possibility of a relationship between her and xander mm-hmm because I feel more chemistry there, whereas Buffy just feels very devoid 
of anything with Xander. Yeah. Not like how she is around Angel. No. Angel Wearing drives her jacket. wild. Yeah. <laughs> the lights <laughs> dimming. <laughs> yeah. 240 years old. Hey, we haven't gotten to that yet. Uh, well, that's this scene. I'm just catching Giles reveals Angel has been around for 240 years or so. There right. we go. Now we've gotten yep. there. Okay, good. And then he's, and he's like, that, you know, he's kind of like, it's not really that old for a vampire. Yeah. Um, it's not, that's not really that long for a vampire to be around, which I'm thinking 240 years sounds like a long fucking time. That yeah, is multiple time. lifetimes of people. Yeah. Um, I think I would be very sick of life by 240 years. Yeah. I don't know. Like that's too Definitely much. Definitely a lot. Yeah. Especially just dealing with like all of hu- like humanity's just craziness. Yeah. And like at a certain history... point you're like, all right. Right. I'm good. <laughs> history repeats itself and you see us making the same mistakes over and over. Exactly. Just, we just get cooler doodads as the years go on. Right. It's like, remember when we first invented the wheel? That was cool. <laughs> now we have like <laughs> Now we cars. have computers. <laughs> yeah. Now we have computers where we can watch hyena uh, death kills in full yeah. screen. Yeah. yeah. Apparently the hyena, I don't know why I didn't bring this up last episode, but- um, the most of the hyena footage that they were watching was actually like African wild dogs and not actually hyenas. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, good thing we couldn't zoom fact. in and enhance in that no. old standard <laughs> Everything definition footage. Everything would just be footage. super pixelated. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought, it, I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, but it's coming to me now is when Willow was just there for hours just watching hyenas kill <laughs> Why? in full screen. It wasn't like she was reading text next to it, like is it uh, you know, encyclopedia on disc or anything. It was just full screen video of hyenas killing elephants. <laughs> I know. Or African wild dogs. <laughs> right, African wild dogs, as we come to find out. I know. I I feel like I saw that and was like, Why? What's yeah. the point? What are you watching? Why are you She's watching? She's like, Oh, I'm just learning. It's like, okay, that's an that's enough learning for one night, Willow. <laughs> Come on, go to bed, honey. <laughs> Giles reads a little bit more from the Watcher Diaries, and he says, Angelus leaves Ireland, wreaks havoc in Europe for several decades, and then about 80 years ago, the most curious thing happens. He comes to America, shuns other vampires, and lives alone. There's no record of him hunting here. Um, so Angel is Angelus. And jealous, yes. Xander is just jealous. Oh, you've been waiting to make that, huh? No, it just came to me. I'm proud. That was a good one. Thanks. Beautiful. Well done. Totally worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Giles says, like, you know, basically, even though there's no record of him hunting, like, he insists that vampires do hunt and kill. It's in their nature. But Buffy says, you know, he could have fed on me, but he didn't. So mystery not yet solved don't really know what's up with this angelus angel guy i don't like the phrase fed on me it gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah it's a little creepy but that's what it is i would prefer like he sucked my blood he did fed on me yeah something a little too animalistic for me (laughs) yeah yeah i hear you but that is what it is for vampires that's what it is like it's just feeding you know Ugh, I don't like that either. Feeding, maybe just fed and feeding. The words don't work for me. 
Mm, well, it's going to be very uncomfortable for you because, I mean, I don't, maybe they don't say that a ton, but like that's definitely what it's called. Yeah. That's what vamps do. Yeah. Taking a little dip, taking a little dip in the neck. A little nip, <laughs> neck what? dip. What? <laughs> a little dip in the neck? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I'm trying to find something else for you. <laughs> a little dip nip, a little dip nip in the neck, neck. Oh, well, 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 get a dip dip. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> uh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> and then we cut to the master's lair. Mm-hmm. Darla insists the master should let her take care of the slayer. Her plan yeah. is this. Angel kills her and comes back to the fold. The master recalls Angel as the most vicious creature I ever met. And Darla insists Angel will kill Buffy, even though he has feelings for her to keep her from killing him. The master kind of turns to Colin and is like, see, this is how a family works together, Colin. Yeah, I like how Colin's sort of like his mini-me. Yeah. He's like, you see, mini-me? We all do dark stuff here in the Bloodwell Cave. <laughs> it could be a really cool name for like a vampire bar. Bloodwell Cave? No, it would just yeah. be called Bloodwell. It's cleaner that way. Yeah, you're right. But it would be a cave. <laughs> right. Or no, yeah. they would just call it the well. The feeding well. Ooh, it'd just be called fed. That would be like a hipster bar. Hipster And then the people bar. who clean, people who like the janitors who have to clean up every night are like, I'm really fed up with these guys leaving <laughs> their bloody messes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cut to Willow and Buffy <laughs> studying history in the library. Buffy is in angel dreamland. Yeah. She's kind of like, oh my God, what do I do about this guy? And yeah. Willow kind of just like gives up. I, this is what I love about Willow is she's like perfectly happy to help Buffy study. But then she's also like, yeah, let's talk about this. Like, let's get into guys. Because yeah. like, you know, if we if we enter this situation at the very beginning of this season, it's Willow and two dudes. So doesn't seem like Willow has like girlfriends. So it's probably really nice for her to have a female friend around to be like, yeah, we can talk about boys. Yeah. So um, Buffy's probably like her first female friend, you think? She obviously was friends with Amy, but that doesn't seem to be like a super close friendship anymore, right. at least. Acquaintance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, given given the like conversation that they had at the bronze in the first episode where Buffy was kind of like giving her a pep talk about boys, mm-hmm. um, it just kind of felt to me like Willow's probably never gotten that pep talk from anyone before. Yeah. And so Willow is like talking about how she has fantasies of Xander just grabbing her and kissing her yeah. right on the lips. Right on the lips. <laughs> Right on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Right on the lips. Buffy tells Willow she needs to go for it, but Willow kind of chickens out. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I can't just go for it. Um, yeah, she says, and- I can't speak up. That leads to madness and sweaty palms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I knew you would write that down because you love Willow. <laughs> I love the Willowisms. Yeah. <laughs> you love when she's being cute about boys. Um, and so instead, Willow's, you know, asks Buffy what kissing Angel was like. And Buffy says, unbelievable. And then in the background, we see Darla listening in behind some stacks. Yeah. Some I was like, oh, is she stacks. sneaking in? Is she going to kill? Is she going to like do some 
menacing stuff here, but no, she's just listening. Yeah, she's just listening. And then Willow is like, wow, and it is kind of novel how he'll stay young and handsome forever, although you'll still get wrinkly and die. And oh, what about the children? And then Buffy (laughs) looks at her and she says, I'll be quiet now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or remind me to bring something up at the end of this episode about this scene with Darla. You don't want to talk about it now? I mean, I could, but it's like spoilers for the end of the episode, so not that it really matters like we covered earlier, but we might as well just bring it up earlier or later. Okay. Okay. So then Buffy is talking about how she doesn't want to kill Angel because he's never done anything to hurt her, Um, and then she's like, all right, let's, you know, focus on history for a little bit longer, and then she'll go home and do some major, major moping. Darla hears this and then slinks away, Mm -hmm. and she goes over to Buffy's house where she convinces Buffy's mom that she's a friend of Buffy's there to help um, Buffy study history. So (laughs) Joyce is like, oh, I thought Will, I thought, you know, she was studying with Willow, studying history with Willow tonight, and... You skipped over the awesome jump scare... When Joyce is home alone, she hears the creak, and then she goes to investigate. Yeah. And she walks by the door, and we get Darla's busted face in the window. Darla's vamp face, yeah. That's right. Good jump scare. That was pretty good. Um, Yeah, that was a pretty good one. And then, yeah, so then Joyce is like, okay, you know, so she invites her in. And um, so this would be Buffy's third history tutor. So she's like really right. fucking bad at history. <laughs> yeah, she's not getting it. No. Um, and then uh, Darla sort of like stalks behind Joyce all the way like through the house into the kitchen. And Joyce is like, you feel like eating something? You want something big or something little? And Joyce and Darla's like, something big. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. and then we see angel walking outside the summer's residence he hears a scream and then goes in to find darla holding up a passed out joyce bleeding Mm -hmm. from puncture marks in her neck Uh, darla taunts angel to eat joyce and then tosses her to him his face changes you know so he morphs into vamp face yeah and he licks his lips but he's fighting the urge as Mm -hmm. darla walks out and buffy walks in and uh not a that's good look. when not a good look and that's when buffy tosses angel through the window that's when he goes through the window yeah yeah and then buffy calls an ambulance as willow and xander show up mm-hmm. so then we cut to the hospital giles is trying to um find them as joyce tries to explain to buffy what happened she says i guess i slipped and cut my neck on the doctor said it looked like a barbecue fork but we don't have a barbecue fork. So at um, this point, I was really concerned that Joyce is be- going to become a vamp because mm. that's what happens, right? Normally. Well, if you remember from the first episode, which you clearly I don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> when Buffy looked at the guy who was found dead in the locker and then she went to tell Giles about it, he was like, is he going to you know, rise? And she's like, no, because... You know, first the vampire has to suck your blood and then you have to suck their blood. It's a whole, and sucking it's a whole thing. big sucking thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there has to be an exchange here. You there have has to be an exchange blood. of blood. They have yes. to suck your blood. Yeah, it's like blood buddies. So do you so you have to be willing as a victim to become a vampire in a way? Well, I mean, 
I don't think you have to be willing. Like you could be drained so much that you're weakened and then they could, you know, pour some blood down in your throat and you ain't got a choice, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, am I right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure there are situations like you, like we talked about earlier on, I think when we were talking about Jesse becoming a vampire and mm-hmm. you were like, yeah, I could kind of see the appeal in that. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I'm sure there are people who are willing, you know, to become vampires. Right. And, and again, like that's why, that's part of why like the vampire lore is that they're so, um, you know, they're so like beautiful and alluring because they are trying to create more of themselves. So vampires like want to create more vampires. Um, yeah. But that, you know, but they also have to feed. So it's not like they're constantly trying to create more vampires. Okay. So they'll they'll either kind of like persuade you. And the word that they use in um, True Blood is glamour, where they basically sort of like almost hypnotize you into you know following them and listening to them and that kind of thing um and i feel like that happens in dracula right where he kind of like he definitely yeah he hypnotizes the women so yeah so joyce is not going to be a vampire because she didn't suck anybody's blood and then giles walks in joyce mistakes giles for a doctor but buffy corrects her and she's like this is mr giles and joyce is like oh the librarian from your school school boy the teachers really do care around here yeah because <laughs> she doesn't know that like they have a special relationship beyond librarian student yeah um and then outside Joyce's room, the gang disca- discusses what to do. Um, Buffy is feeling, you know, obviously very guilty about putting her mother in this situation, but mm-hmm. also vengeful. So she's going to find Angel and take him out. And Giles warns her that, you know, he's no ordinary vampire. I think this is going to take more than a simple steak, he says. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. So she gets the motherfucking crossbow. <laughs> yeah, she gears up. She gears up, goes to that weapons cache. Mm -hmm. And then we see Darla taunting Angel in his home some more, telling him to kill and feed on Buffy. He says he wants, and then he says, like, you know, I want it over. Um, While Buffy is investigating the bronze, Joyce and Giles are talking in the hospital, and Joyce reveals that Darla came over, and Giles is like, oh, what? Giles tells Willow and Xander, and they all take off. Before we get into the bronze... Yeah. I was thinking at this moment, I was like, you know what? Her mom should really like look into hooking up with Giles. Like in a sexual way? Well, no, just like, you know, like in a relationship. They should be in a relationship. Giles is a catch. What? So what about the teacher? What teacher? <laughs> <laughs> the teacher that you want to come and fall in love with Giles or you want yeah, Giles I, to fall in love with. <laughs> I think Giles just needs a partner. <laughs> you just really want to pair up giles yeah i I feel like he's a catch and he's being overlooked but he's got a (laughs) lot of any woman would be lucky to have him yeah yeah many women (laughs) would be very lucky to have gorgeous yeah and joyce joyce would one downfall is that car of his oh yeah that car's gotta go he's gotta get (laughs) maybe that's it yeah maybe he needs a new car it's turning off all the women in Sunnydale. They're like, absolutely <laughs> not. The guy with the car, please. <laughs> Season four, I hope he comes back with like a 90s Corvette. He's I like, can look past the tweet, but everybody? I can't look past that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, anyways, um, into the yeah, bronze. Yeah, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be a cute pairing. 
It would, but um, your reaction is making me think that'll never happen. I don't know. Did I have a reaction? Maybe I have a poker face. No, nah, your poker face sucks. It's never happening. Oh, what? <laughs> I have you a great me. poker face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see your poker face. Let's see. Oh, uh, well, let me get my glass, my sunglasses. No, no, no. You can't use sunglasses. That's not, that's, that's cheating. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question about the show and you give me your best poker face. <laughs> okay. But I okay. got to get my giggles out. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get them out? No. All right. Get them out. Okay. Does Angel have a spin-off show called Angel? That's the worst poker face I've ever seen. <laughs> As in like I'm doing a great job? <gasps> mm, you're doing like you're doing like a 40% great job. <laughs> so not I, so great. right on your face. <laughs> no, I know he's got a spin-off because he let it slip earlier. Fuck. I was really hoping that my backpedaling did a good job of covering that up. <laughs> Not only that, Hulu is also a leaky bucket because it recommended Angel for me. <laughs> well, that's the thing that really pissed me off is because like after I said that and I was angry at myself and everything, like as I've been watching, I'm like, there's no fucking way that Pat is watching this and it's not like showing him Angel. Yeah, it's There's suggesting no it to me. They're like, hey, what about this show? You like Buffy? I'm like, look, first of all, I don't even really like it, okay? I have to watch it for a podcast. <laughs> you don't like it yet? Uh, no, it's grown yet. on me. It's fine. I like it. Uh, I like it just fine. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <clears throat> That's okay. Well, I just assume because you forget everything that you would just That's forget true. that and you wouldn't yeah. look it up and it would be fine. But then as as I've been watching it and it keeps showing Angel, I'm like, there's no way. Like, there's no way he's not going to see this and like forget because it's very clearly <laughs> yeah. David Boreanaz. Yeah. Yeah. It popped right um, up. It's his face and said Angel. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we don't know when that happens. So. And a lot of times spinoffs won't even like really connect to the main show. So anyways, the bronze, uh, the bronze. So we're at the bronze. Buffy and Angel start to fight. Buffy aims a crossbow at him, um, but she misses him probably intentionally. That was my guess anyway. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, asks him why he did it. She said, I invited you into my home and then you attacked my family. He said, why not? I killed mine. I killed their friends and their friends' children. For a hundred years, I offered ugly death to everyone I met and I did it with a song in my heart. Did yeah, you have he's that quote to... written down? Nope, because oh, I knew okay. you you would. Um, well, I was hoping you would read it in your angel voice. No, the next quote I have is a um, Buffy quote. Is it right after this? It's pretty close to after this. Okay, well, I'll just keep going and you just butt in whenever. Okay, I'm going to butt in right now. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, <laughs> <laughs> so he's baiting her. He's yeah. monologuing and, and baiting her. Like he wants her to kill him. Yeah, we go from quiet angel who shows up, says a couple of words, and flies off into the night somewhere mm -hmm. to his weird basement warehouse home. Yeah. And well, now we did. get monologuing angel. He can't shut up. Right. So it's not a basement because Darla says it's above ground. So it's got to be like an apartment or a loft or something like that, right? Okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Well, she's, I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. she's using above ground as like, not necessarily literally, but. Oh, I gotcha. You're living like a human above ground. Right, right, right Humans right. live in basement apartments all the time. Mm. I lived in a right. basement like my entire high school yeah, existence. Yeah, me too. We both come from 
basement dwellers. <laughs> We're both basement dwellers. Basement bros. Team. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, then Angel reveals that he fed on a gypsy girl. Fed. And the elders in her clan punished him by restoring his soul. He says, when you oh. become a vampire, the demon takes your body, but it doesn't get your soul. That's gone. So that's what I was saying earlier, that they don't have a soul. They don't have a soul. Yeah. So he said, that's gone. No conscience, no remorse. It's an easy way to live. You have no idea what it's like to have done the things I've done and to care. I haven't fed on a living human being since that day. Hmm. Interesting. Which also made me go, have you fed on dead humans then? Like, the fuck does that mean, Angel? He's like, doesn't count. Doesn't count. Already did. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> gets hanging a, out at the morgue. Gets a swirly straw. Yeah. Oh, Doop, right in the veins. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to send Yuck. you a swirly straw for Christmas. <laughs> no, I'll never look at swirly straws <laughs> the same again. So he tells Buffy that he didn't bite her mom, but he admits that he wanted to. He said, I can walk like a man, but I'm not one. Buffy tempts him with her own neck, and then Darla comes out of the shadows to taunt them both. She doesn't think that he has it in it, in him to kill her, so she's calling his bluff. She doesn't really necessarily want him to bite her, or does no, she? No, exactly. So, well, I mean, I don't I think know. it's a win-win for her. At this point, she's like, you know what? I if take he bites, it. If he bites me, I'm going to be like, be so hot and i can't wait to tell willow about it <laughs> but on the other hand i don't want to die so if he doesn't bite me that would be great too because then he'd be a great guy win-win <laughs> win-win for buffy but yeah. no i think you're right i think she's calling she's calling his bluff okay um and so darla comes out and she says do you know do you know what the saddest thing in the world is and buffy says bad hair on top of that outfit that was my quote that i wrote down <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i took it from you did you want to say it nope. how, well how about we'll role play it i'll be darla okay do you know what the saddest thing in the world is bad hair on top of that haircut to love someone who used to love you yeah is that when they start fighting <laughs> no i think darla does a little more taunting oh, okay. so she she reveals that she's the one who made angel then mm -hmm. pulls out two pistols didn't Dual see that pistolas. one coming yeah. Uh, she shoots Angel, but assures Buffy that bullets can't kill vampires. So that's a learning that we've got now. Mm -hmm. Buffy rolls over a pool table to avoid Darla, shoots her with a crossbow, but misses the heart. Giles, yeah. Willow, and Xander make it into the bronze, and Willow Willow, and they're like, you know, Giles is like, we got to distract her. So Willow shouts, Buffy, it wasn't Angel who attacked your mom. It was Darla. Um, the Buffy so versus, oh, go ahead. This is a chaotic, chaotic action scene. Yes. And it's like, I just it's have to say. It's dark in the bronze. Every, there's kind of like a lot happening. Gun Darla shooting. with the two guns. She fires so many bullets and she does not right? reload once. Now, I don't know very much about guns, but I was like, I feel I know like enough. you can't feed a, fit a lot of bullets into a pistol. Yeah. And I swear she shot about 50 rounds per gun. Yeah. I mean, unless she's lot. reloading them really quickly. I don't know. Vampire strength right. and speed. Who knows? But yeah, I, I felt the same way. I was like, I don't know much about guns, but <laughs> this seems like she's got a lot of bullets here. I think they're also banking on the fact that the demographic that's watching the CW at the time, or the WB, sorry. Yeah. Watching the WB 
They're not counting the bullets and the no. clips and being like, man, where's the clip? <laughs> She's got to reload. <laughs> right. It's definitely mostly women, mostly young girls watching the show. Yeah. Not a concern when you were watching it in 97, most likely. No, definitely not. Okay. Um, and <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I just kind of love that she's got pistols. <laughs> It's just like not, yeah, she, not she what goes, you would expect. She goes full bad boys on her. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of great. Um, she even like jumps on like a cart and rolls backwards while shooting yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I it's mean, very, it's a pretty um, badass fight scene yeah, with these two well, ladies. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the rest of the gang tries to keep Buffy safe by making noise and like distracting Darla um angel then comes up behind darla and stakes her dusts her the longest dusting scene ever like it just takes her forever to become dust well she's very dramatic about it angel yeah and then falls back it's like just dust already you know enough with the fanfare (laughs) (laughs) then we see the master raging um, mm-hmm. but the anointed Colin assures her he, he will bring him the Slayer. Um, yeah. and this and whole his... time I'm like, this dude really looks like Haley Joel Osment. I knew it wasn't, but I was like, <laughs> I got to look it up anyway. The actor's name is- I did is not a- have that thought. Oh, you didn't? No, I did not. I don't know. I did. I also did, didn't have... look at him that, that hard. I was just you, like, eh, You didn't look at kid. him? I didn't look at him. should have mm. looked at him. Uh, but the actor's name is actually Andrew J. Furchland. Furchland? It doesn't Furchland? look like he wasn't really in much else. Um, but he was no. born the same year as me. And oh. Haley Joel Osment was born a year later in 1988. So could have been Haley Joel Osment. I did like how his voice was sort of auto-tuned. He had like sort of a weird vamp voice. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah. I'll have to pay more attention to that. Yeah, his voice is kind of like, it's got... It's got some uh got some reverb on it or something. Yeah? Yeah. It's got oh. like a little little electronic noise to it. It's weird. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And watch this episode again. Again. <laughs> For the third <laughs> time this week. <laughs> uh so then at the bronze the next day, it's the post fumigation party. Mm-hmm. They've got some soft, smooth, romantic music playing yep. as um Buffy approaches Angel who asks about her and her mom. And then he reaffirms that they can't be in a relationship. He's like, I just got to walk away from this. She's like, I know me too. But they just stare deeply into each other's souls and they kiss. And Very Xander, passionate again. Very passionate. I was hoping he's going to get all hyped up and vamp out again. Yeah. Like, it's just like what happens every time. He's just like, ah, God. <laughs> oh, damn it. Die, I got to get this under control. The <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so Xander's got his back to them and like keeps asking Willow kind of like what's going on. And she's like, oh, yeah. nothing. Buffy says to He's Angel, like, oh, okay. As long as they're not kissing. <laughs> yeah, which they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Buffy says to Angel, are you okay? And Angel's like, it's just, and she goes, painful, I know. See you around? And she walks away. And then as she walks away and Angel watches her go, we pan, the camera pans down. Ah. Which I think, I think that's technical. No, pan, if tilt. If you go up and down, there we Tilting. go. Tilting, pan is left so to right. I'm so proud. Okay, camera tilts down yeah. to Angel's chest where the cross he gave her has left a deep burn. So that's what he was talking about. Ermagerd. Ermagerd, and so that's hot. where it ends. 
Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Great. Great yeah, ending. I mean, whatever. I'm a I'm a sucker, okay? So <laughs> I like this episode. I'm a sucker for Angel's backstory. Yeah. I just love I love the reveal of him as a vampire. The fact that he is a vampire with a soul is very poetic. You know, she's a yep. slayer in love with a vampire. It's just all, you know, it's it's just all it's all beautiful. It's beautiful, Pat. Sure. Beautiful poetry. So now I'm going to ruin the episode for you. Nah, you can't ruin it. Let's see you talk your way out of this one, okay? okay You're very right. good at talking me sleeves. out of these. Here we yeah, go. You get these ready for are this tight. one. I can't roll them up very much. Okay. Darla, earlier yeah. in the episode, yep. is behind Willow and Buffy, who yep. are very not paying attention in the library. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Darla has two guns. You think she had them then? And they're not then? paying attention? She could have just, ja, 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 ja. She would have totally got the drop on them, killed both mm-hmm. Willow and Buffy, yet she doesn't. She goes through this whole cockamamie plan oh, of please. going to this. her mom. <laughs> oh, you got this. Yeah. She goes all the way to her mom's house. You got to involve um, Angel in some wild plot. Okay. Why doesn't she jump out with the two guns and because blast them away? Because she's in love with Angel. She wants Angel to come back to them. So she wants to get Angel to kill Buffy, thereby removing the threat of their relationship and removing the Slayer threat, hoping turning Angel evil again and bringing him back to her and the Master. If she just goes ahead and kills Buffy, she's just going to piss Angel off. I don't know how you do it. Boom. You just did it again. How you like that? Talked your way out of it. Jeez. <laughs> well, she pretty much says as much. Like she that's what that's she tells. True. She tells the master. She tells Angel. So In my notes. I got all these notes. I yeah, thought I had it all figured you know, out. You're, you're watching, but you're not looking at it. <laughs> you're watching. Oh boy. But you gotta look oh, at it. So Pat. humbling. So humbling. Okay. You're right. I totally missed out on that. It makes me feel great. It makes me feel great to explain yeah. these things to you. To I know. Say, you know, I thought I, I, thought I, I thought I had a real gotcha moment, <laughs> and <laughs> no, I was didn't. sadly mistaken. That is true. Okay. That was not her motivation. Her motivation was more towards Angel rather yeah, than killing Yeah, she wants Angel Buffy. back. Yeah. She doesn't care about the master as much. Yeah. Okay. I got some fun trivia for you. Ooh, hit me with it. So after the finale... This is mm-hmm. the highest rated episode of season one on IMDb. Okay. So Buffy producer and writer, later executive producer, Marty Noxon, reportedly first thought that the series was going to be a, quote, failed TV show after a failed movie. But watching this episode changed her mind, particularly the scene where Buffy offers her neck to Angel. Mm-hmm. Xander's line, fish gotta swim, birds gotta fly, is a yep. line from the song Can't Help Loving Dat Man from the 1929 musical Showboat. Interesting. So it's actually pretty funny because he's like, fish gotta swim, birds gotta fly, like tr- in a way, like trying to convince Buffy, like vampire's vampire gonna slayers. eat, you know, so and vampire slayer's oh, gonna, right. gotta yeah. slay. So don't, don't fall in love with this guy, but it's actually a line from Can't Help Loving Dat Man. So kind of funny. Mm. At some point, the master says to the anointed one, with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man. As, yes, as a nerd, I knew you would know that that was Spider-Man, Uncle Everybody ben. knows that. You don't need to be a nerd. But 
it's actually, its origins are actually from the French Revolution. Mm. Did you know that? I did not. So, yeah, that's some, some fun fun trivia for you. Cool. Super fun. Hey, Pat. Holiday shopping is coming up. Have you given any thought to gifts? Uh, don't remind me. I do have to do a lot of gift shopping, but perhaps you could help me with that? Maybe I could get some floripothecary items or something? Like some more whipped body butter or facial care stuff? Yeah, I gotta tell you, that whipped body butter is the bee's knees. It keeps my hands so soft during the winter, and I recommend it to everybody. I definitely will get a few of those. And I gotta get some of that acne stuff too, because I'll tell you what, my face has been super clean. How, how can I get some of your stuff? Well, as you know, Pat, you can always shop online at floropothecary.com and I can either ship to you or ship directly to your recipient. And I can even do a nice little handwritten gift note for you if you'd like. We did that once for your mother-in-law for Mother's Day, I think. Yeah, I think it's a nice personal touch you always add to the packages. We're always excited to get the Floor Apothecary packages. Thank you. Um, but I also have my studio open select Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays uh, in Meriden, Connecticut. So if you're local to CT, you can always book a personal shopping appointment at floorapothecary.com. If you don't know what to get for the natural beauty on your list, you can always get a gift card. Shop online or book a personal shopping appointment at floorapothecary.com. And hey, even if you don't shop with me, shop local listeners. This was a rough year for small businesses, and we could really use your support this holiday season. Cool. Let's get into Lost. Yeah. Season 1, Episode 7. This one is titled The Moth. This one's directed by Jack Bender and the episode originally aired on the 3rd of November 2004. So my predictions uh, were that Claire was going to have a baby. Yep, that was number one. Um, I think I said so maybe within two more episodes at this point. Yeah, which we didn't even see Claire in this episode again. I know, so I'm like, great. (laughs) She's she's totally lost. (laughs) Um, They're all lost, that's the point. (laughs) I know, but she's really lost. They can't find her. (laughs) <laughs> no uh you know i do think that that kate and jack are gonna get together by the end of this season i also thought that we were going i thought that this episode we were going to get more of michael and waltz we were going to get michael and waltz backstory or kate's so i was mm-hmm. obviously wrong about that yep my observation of Locke being becoming like the moral compass of this show alongside jack um yeah that sort of stays true to his character here yeah. And again, you know, I was just like, I'd, his relationship with the island is still kind of suspicious to me, but yeah. he seems to be a good, you know, good character for now. Yeah. I think this um, episode sort of paints that portrait a little clearer. Yeah. So that's really it. Nothing, nothing super specific for this episode other than, you know, I feel like Claire needs to have her baby soon and, and that I thought it was either going to be Michael and Waltz or... Or Kate's, but we get more yeah. Charlie's instead. Okay. Good predictions. Yeah. So this episode opens with Charlie. Can I just say Charlie. something really quick? Sure. Um, I find it interesting that both names of these episodes are Winged Creatures. Oh, yeah. Angel Look and the Moth. Look at that. Look at that. Crossover. Oh, it's, it's silly. 
Just kind of a nice. silly, fun observation yeah. for you. That All is, right. That is silly and I'll fun. I'll let you go now. Okay, thanks. You are. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie, 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 is jonesing hardcore in the jungle, yeah, he and he's he's just trying to white-knuckle it through you know, some chords on his guitar. He's He's having a rough time playing mm-hmm. it. So obviously the drugs, the Parmesan cheese ain't around anymore because he gave it to Locke. Mm-hmm. So he's having he's having a rough time. He's having a rough go, that Charlie. So Locke finds him and he wants to take a walk with him. We cut to Jack and he's inspecting <laughs> Kate's mugshot. She catches him. He's just like sitting. Yeah, he just likes like, to hang on to it. Just yeah, likes to keep it in his pocket. He's just crouched. Looking Cuddles at, with it at it, night. Yeah. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, hey, so you're just looking at my picture, huh? Well, I can get you a probably better picture, <laughs> or I can get you, like, wallet size if you want. And he's like, I just came by for a few things, and th- this was just with my stuff. <laughs> That's a great cover-up. This is just with my stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what this is. He yeah, I don't know what this it. is, and he folds it back up, and he puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Kate handled that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. They do have um, they do have fun fun rapport. Uh, also, kind of annoying too. <laughs> yeah. But Jack is. I still don't on... notice Jack breathing heavily. Oh, you're not you're not paying attention. It Should I be like turning scene. up the volume? Yeah, you gotta have surround sound. Where's your surround sound at? I don't got surround sound. Come on, Pat. <laughs> I know. We could upgrade you. So Jack is moving to the caves, and he argues a little bit with Kate about going to the caves because she doesn't want to go to the caves. No. Um. They talk about the transmission. Jack says that the signal has been running on a loop for 16 years. He says that the woman was never rescued. But I was wondering, how does he know that at this point? How does he know that she's never been rescued? Did they ever find out? They I That's found. a good point. Yeah. But they said, so the, they just say the transmission has been running for 16 years. Right. But it's the same exact one, right? It's not like, it's not like there's any variation to it. Right. It's so it could one. just be recorded and maybe she could have been rescued. But the, right. I guess that's what I was thinking. I guess the assumption is that because it's still playing and because like in her transmission, she says like, I'm alone. Everybody else is dead. That somebody would have shut it off if they were. That to somebody her. would have shut it off or, you know, okay. or the fact that she's alone and everyone is dead means that she wasn't rescued. Mm, okay it's not that it's exactly been proven you know it's not like they've found her or found where the transmission was coming from or anything but yeah i think it's pretty safe to assume yeah but i did have kind of the same thoughts sawyer shows up and he wants to move into the little bungalow thing that jack is moving out of you know he sort of messes around with kate a little bit on that Mm -hmm. um says what does he say he says something like he's going to keep her company or something i don't know yeah he's, he's like oh i don't want to be alone in here want to move yeah. in with me whatever something like right some <laughs> shit like that some sawyerism so charlie's alone in the jungle he hears some noises some squealing and something chases him turns out to be a boar of course mm-hmm. and we get a cool slow-mo shot of charlie running and then we get a flashback to charlie uh charlie's confessing to a priest about having relations with strange women, one after another. <laughs> this was <laughs> such a great scene, <laughs> and it kind of keeps it kind of keeps he going. He just like keeps going. Yeah. First of all, he's like he named <laughs> name drops. Um, 
name drops drive shaft he's like yeah. i'm gonna ban drive shaft <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, right. and then he's like i had relations for with a woman i didn't know and then right, right after i had relations with another woman that i didn't know and then yeah. i watched the, them having relations <laughs> Those, i was yeah. like oh my god charlie i mean i was yeah. just cracking up the whole time <laughs> yeah yeah it's very charlie charlie confesses about his relations and <laughs> or brags um, you know yeah you know he tells her he i don't think he feels good about it you know Mm -hmm. it seems like he's sort of he wants to go sort of the moral way of life but he's having these temptations so he decides that he's going to quit the band because it's just too much for him right after his confession he meets up with liam who we find out is his brother his Mm -hmm. older brother and he's in the church and he's wearing a, a <laughs> shirt. Slut. Yeah, it says music slut on his shirt. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I was like, what a shirt. So Liam tells Charlie that they've just been signed. Driveshaft has just been signed. They're going to start getting more gigs and stuff. And Charlie's still on the fence about yeah, it. Yeah, but Liam is like, you can't leave now. You're Driveshaft. Like, this <laughs> right. is you. So we cut back to the jungle. Charlie runs from the boar who runs into a net trap that locks set. And Charlie is not amused because Charlie wants his Parmesan cheese really bad. <laughs> He's dying mm-hmm. for them drugs, and he, he lets Locke know that he wants the drugs. He tells him that he's sick, and Locke tells him that he'll give him the drugs after Charlie asks three times. Right. It should be Charlie's choice, and choice is what separates us from animals. Oh. Wait, is that but- something that he actually says? Well, he, he he sort of motions to the boar and he says that's what make that's the difference between us and this the boar. Mm. Yeah. Man, Locke is wise. Yeah, he's quite wise. Back on the beach, this is where we hear Saeed talking about creating three antennas and triangulating the source of the transmission. Mm-hmm. Which um, I don't the, understand how that works, but okay. No, it's very Radio Shack. <laughs> Radio Shack <laughs> you didn't work at Radio Shack, Pat? I did re- work at Radio okay, Shack, Okay, I thought you did. I was like, <laughs> I feel like you worked at Radio Shack. Well, you don't know this? Well, Come on. I did, but we never talked about triangulating sources of any sort of French transmissions. Oh, what's so, the point then? I know, I know. That would have been a really nice perk. Um, <laughs> basically, their idea is they're going to try to triang- triangulate the source of the transmission of the French lady, and they're going to communicate with bottle rockets when they're in their position so that they can use a laptop battery with Saeed's little Radio Shack contraption and able to figure out where this thing is coming from, right? Yeah. If anyone who has triangulated transmissions before can mm. just let us know what that means. I understand you form a triangle, ergo triangulate, but yeah. I don't understand how they can find the signal. Cause Isn't like, that something they do with... I Don't they do that with cell towers if somebody's missing? Can't they triangulate a position by using cell towers? Because if if it's pinging this cell tower and also this one and then this one less, then they can be like, oh, well, they're closer to this one and this one, but oh, not that one. So that they start sense. to figure out. Yeah, so that does make sense, but I feel like they would have to have explored more of the island. Yeah, I don't think it's sound science. I think yeah. it's it's just enough so that they can or let you is know it that sound, they... It is sound science. It is sound they're science. They're trying to find sound. 
Right. The source of a sound. So it is sound science. Sound science. Correct. That's why I said <laughs> I'll it. ask my dad. Maybe he knows. He, he does stuff with cell towers. Oh, yeah. Ask him. Yeah. So he needs a laptop battery in order to do this. So Kate goes to Sawyer for a laptop battery. Of course, he's dismissive and plays around with her, as Sawyer does. Mm-hmm. Kate says that she pities him, and she starts to dig in hard to him. And then he's like, all right, here's a battery. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like, it. all right, here you go. Yeah. Go away now. <laughs> he's like, all you had to do was say please. <laughs> so he gives her one. So he, he is helpful. It's just he's just kind of a jerk about things. Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of nice to be in power a little bit with his hoard of supplies. Yes, he does I have guess. a hoard for sure. So Jack, Charlie, and Hurley unpack at the caves at night. Jack's bag blasts open, and Charlie starts rifling through all of his meds, and mm-hmm. he tries snagging his diazepam, and he's like, uh, I have a headache. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Jack's, like, kind of shooing Charlie away. He's like, I don't know. He's like, you, you don't need diaz- diazepam. Like, go, you know, get out of here. Yeah. Charlie picks up his guitar, and then we get a church bell, and we're back into a flashback. Um, um, sorry. Yeah. Has have we seen the part? Some of my notes are not super specific because it's usually I'm just writing down the reactions that I have. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not totally <laughs> sure where things fall. Right. Um. So, do have we seen Sun and? What are we calling him? Sun, Sun Boo? Sun Bay? Yeah, right after no, this. No, Sun Boo. Okay, that happens after this. All right. Cool. Right after this. Cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Tight, tight, tight. Um, so we get back into a flashback with Liam and Charlie, and they're outside the church at this point, and they're talking about whether they should do the band or not. Mm-hmm. And they agree that they'll do it, but if things get out of control, they walk away. Like, oh, yeah, so I so that's, that's when Liam be. says like you're the you're gotta do this you're the band like this is you right yep. that's kind of when he's talking up Charlie. Yep, totally. Yeah. So now we're back in uh, I think it's at the caves mm-hmm. and uh, Sun Boo washes his wrists in the cave water mm-hmm. and uh, tells Sun that she's indecent in her tank top. Is yeah, that what you she's were like about? yeah, she's like it's hot. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, like, I wrote, yeah, son, standing up for yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's hot. Wear a tank top. Who cares? Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Charlie approaches Jack and he yells at him. Jack tells him that he isn't himself at that point because mm-hmm. I think Jack sort of knows that Charlie's jonesing. This looks like a classic Classic example. jonesing behavior. And of yeah. course, he knows <laughs> everything about druggies. all medical fields, as we have he discovered. He knows everything about everything, even plane crashes and yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah. He's a real he, know-it-all, this Jack. He knows about forensics. Mm-hmm. Forensics, And how yep. long it takes bodies and clothes to decay. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he knows it all. He knows about withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing stuff with spines and and frongy bits. What was the thing that he said fell out? <laughs> frongy bits? Yeah. The, <laughs> What's like... that mean? <laughs> frongy bits? Yeah. Little... Was that even English? <laughs> frongy? <laughs> How would you spell frongy? F R O N G I E or Y? I could take okay. either one. Frongy okay. bits. Okay, Franchi bits. Franchi bits. Okay, when, like, first episode, when he's talking to Kate about the, like, surgery that he was doing on someone's spine, 
and uh-huh. the something was sliding out and there was like frongy bits everywhere the like you know frongy bits frongy bits sure yeah makes sense now <laughs> it's very british okay i'm, ve- I'm okay. just being very giles yes. okay yes he would totally say frongy bits that's where you got it yeah charlie approaches jackie yells at him and then he says you don't know me i'm a bloody rock god <laughs> And, of course, this is what causes the cave to collapse onto Uh. Jack. (laughs) Oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Um, So Hurley sends Charlie to get help at this point. Kate and Saeed hike through the jungle and talk about the plane crash. Mm -hmm. And they say, no one is that lucky. You know, we should have died. Yeah. So finally, they're talking about this. Because, like, this is something that I've brought up. And I'm like, this is crazy. So I like that. I feel like it took a while to get to this point. Same mm-hmm. thing with like tracking down the transmission, but at least they're finally talking about these things. Right. Um, and I feel like Saeed is the is sort of like most definitely like the brains, you know. I mean, obviously, I guess like Jack is, is brains in one way and Locke is brains yeah. in another way, but Saeed is like let's track down this stuff. Let's think about things like analytically and like the logistics yeah. of stuff. And so he's, he's the he's one more scientific. Up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just, I'm glad that these They're two finally things talking are, about it. are finally being addressed. I also, <laughs> yeah. in my notes wrote, ain't no way Jack dies this early. So I was like, you know, even at the, the point of like the cave and I'm like, he's not going to die here. No. If they didn't kill him not. off first episode, He's not going to die here. Right. So we're back on the beach. Charlie tells Michael about the cave collapsing, and we see two randos. This was kind of yeah. fun. We see two guys, <laughs> just Scott and Steve, and they're like, what's your name, Scott and Steve? All right, you guys come and with he's me. He's like, no, I'm Scott. I'm Steve, whatever. Right. It's like, what is this? It's like, we're never going to see these come guys on. again. Come yeah. on, guys. What is this? <laughs> two randos. And then Boone tries explaining the bottle rocket thing to Shannon because he's like, I'm going to go help at the caves. Like, here, you do the bottle rocket and then turn on the thing to transmit it. I'm like, this isn't going to go. Oh, well I know. I felt the point. same way. I was like, don't put Shannon in charge of this. Yeah, this she's is like, fucking I do important. what? Yeah. She's like, I, I don't know. What, what do I do again? She was very aloof. Mm-hmm. Um, Sawyer takes his shirt off or he got, he got his shirt off. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh you were like yeah as in like i was like yeah like yeah he's got his shirt off it's hot oh okay <laughs> you're hot. into that no i'm saying like it's hot out oh like, on the in the jungle sure. like, yeah you gotta take off a shirt because it's yeah. hot yeah yeah okay okay so, so who okay so let's huh? talk about this really quick all right who would you rather see shirtless angel or sawyer angel <laughs> okay cool yeah. I just okay. had to ask. I mean, yeah. obviously that's the correct answer, but okay. I had to ask. I passed the test. Mm-hmm. Although I think Sawyer's got a better tan. Angel's a little pale. Well, you know, comes with the territory. Yeah, for sure. If you live in basements. And um, go out into the sun. Flashback to Drive Shaft concert. You all, everybody. Yeah, so we get a singing. few more lyrics. Yeah, we get a little bit. <laughs> Not but, that um, much, though. <laughs> Liam sings Charlie's chorus part, which Charlie gets very he is visibly happy. concerned. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's not pissed. happy. They leave stage. Charlie's just brooding, you know, just kind of staring holes into Liam's oh, back yeah. for sure. And yep. Liam's going full rock star. And uh, Liam starts getting into drugs, and Charlie sees it from afar. Mm-hmm. And then he says, chill, baby brother. 
Bravo. <laughs> at the caves, the group try to figure out how to get Jack out. He's stuck inside. They start digging. They're doing it sort of in shifts, and they're removing rocks. They, yeah, they so created like a little train. Yeah, this is kind of cool, because this is where Michael kind of comes in and really shines. So, yeah. you know, we're starting to, you know, again, we're, we're starting to get people's, not only their personalities, but learning a little bit more about um, little like tidbits of their past lives by how they're contributing to the island so right, their strengths also yeah, yeah so michael is like oh i worked construction like don't dig in this area like dig here and like let's do it in shifts so that we're not like wearing ourselves out so right. i i that was really kind of nice for me to see michael um kind of like take charge because he really hasn't been in a situation where he's taken charge that much yet so yeah yeah nice. he proved useful for the cave digging for sure yeah and i think his son was impressed too you know walt seemed to be like oh cool you know i yeah, mean like he's my dad's doing something so far he's kind of like you know not super stoked about his dad right so. sawyer shows up to kate and saeed mm-hmm. who are hiking and kate doesn't want to hear it from him she's jumps all over him she's like what makes you think i want to hear anything from you sawyer was going to tell them about the cave collapse no he wasn't he was never going to fucking i think he was going to i think he was going to tell them and then when she jumped at him like that he is like you know what i'm just going to keep being the same dirt bag that i always am because that's what people expect of me no so you had a little you had a little more faith in him i did because i felt like he was there for for a more positive reason. Yeah. And then when she jumped at him like that, he sort of backed down. He was like, all right, fuck you. Yeah, he's like, fine, I'm not even going to tell you. Yeah. So. Still a dick move, but. Oh, definitely. But I also feel like if you don't give people the room to grow and you're just always going to label them as whatever, they're never going to grow. Am I right? No, I 100% agree with you. And also, and hold on to your shorts, Pat, because here I'm going to defend Sawyer a little bit. <gasps> but I'm not really defending him, but I guess like I was thinking about this and I'm like, if he told her right now, mm-hmm. they might not have been able to complete their mission. Right. The mission would have been aborted. Right. Or at least delayed. Yeah. So not that he did it for those reasons. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. like, hmm, if I tell her she's going to go running off and this could be a problem here. I mean, and as we later learn, it's not really. Anyway, so I did think about that. It's not really okay. defending Sawyer. But no, it's not. I was like, but that's okay. If I were Sawyer, which mm-hmm. I never would be because he's basically the complete opposite of everything that I am. But <laughs> at least as I know of him right now. Uh huh. But... If I were in his position, I would use like, okay, let her be angry at me. Let her get out her, all of her frustration and then be like, okay, well, you want to know why I came here? I came here to tell you this. Boom. And then it's like, yeah, fuck you. Who's the asshole now? You're the one who was just screaming at me. And I actually right. came here to do a good deed. So yeah, he yeah. could have done that. He could have done that. And I think that still would have made him a good person, you know, like that still would have made him better, a better person than Mm -hmm. what Kate was sort of like charging him with or implying by yelling at him. Yeah, that probably would have been a better tactic. Yeah. Sawyer's also, I don't, I don't know if he's got that programming. Yeah. He just goes to the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. So Locke skins the boar, Charlie shows up and he tells Locke about the cave-in and Locke. 
I, I thought Locke seemed a little unfazed at this. Mm-hmm. He's just like, okay, the cave, <laughs> cave fell. What do you and want then, me to do? I got this fucking boar here. I'm skinning him. What yeah. do you want me to do, buddy? <laughs> and Charlie says, I want my stash, Locke. I can't stand feeling like this. And then Locke's basically just like, that's number two. You asked me twice. Yeah. And then Locke brings Charlie over to a moth cocoon. Yes. And he tells him all about the moth. And yeah. how it's about to emerge, and he could help it with his knife, and he can make it so that the cocoon was easier to get out of, but that would weaken the moth. Right. You see, nature has a way of strengthening things, Charlie. These aren't exact quotes, but they're pretty close. Yeah, so the struggle is nature's way of strengthening it. That's what Locke says. Okay, pretty close. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I really love this because I recently learned... Like, so butterflies have the same, um, go through the same thing where mm-hmm. they kind of have to break through a little bit and they basically beat, 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 beat their wings until they can like break <laughs> out. And that's how their wings become stronger. Um, right. And I, my, uh, my Nana who passed away when I was 11 always called me an iron butterfly. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, I've never been like super into butterflies or anything, but it was just kind of like her nickname for me. Um, But until I recently learned that butterflies go through the same thing and like it's the struggle that makes them strong, I was kind of like, oh, I guess she was like more right about that than she probably could have ever known (laughs) because I've had to deal with a lot of shit in my life, but it's made me stronger. Um, and, And so that's basically what, that's exactly what, you know, Locke is saying about the moth. And relaying right. that to Charlie. Yep. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I thought it was a nice, nice moment. Yeah. Kate, Sawyer, and Saeed, they're on top of the hill and they're plant- planting an antenna. And Saeed is worried about leaving Sawyer with Kate at this point. Right. Because Saeed has to move to the next area. Yeah. And then Kate just reassures him. She's like, I can handle him. She yeah. seems very like not afraid of Sawyer at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, at the caves, Charlie vo- volunteers to go into the cave and help save Jack at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he basically looks around and he's like, all of you, you know, if you die, you know, you're leaving people behind. Right. He's like, I don't have anybody, so I might as well just go through with it. And he's probably feeling like at that point, like he doesn't have his drugs, like he's feeling pretty low, like this is the one thing he can do. That's a little positive. Yeah, because he he's, you know. he's felt pretty useless. Like, basically, people have spent this entire episode without them really realizing what they were doing to him, pr- but pretty much telling him, like, you're not needed here. You're, you know, you're not, right. like, useful. Casting him aside. Yeah, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. So he volunteers to go in. So now we cut back to Kate with Sawyer, and she's actually kind of friendly with him here. Which I was like, this is interesting because when she's like alone on top of a mountain with Sawyer, she's a little friendly with him. She's Mm -hmm. like, they like make a little joke together. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be that she is a little intimidated by him because mm -hmm. if we remember the last time she kind of tussled with him, you know, she kind of like threw herself and like pinned him down when they were tracking down the water. And then he like flipped her over. Yeah. So like... I feel like even though she she's like tough and she thinks that she can handle him like physically, if he really wanted to like take her, I, he could. So I think it was sure. probably good for her to kind of like ease up that tension a bit. Keep it light. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he asks her about why she likes Jack. Mm-hmm. He's like, ladies dig the doctor. He purposely lets it slip that Jack got buried in the cave. Mm-hmm. Like he tells her and she gets real mad. Yeah. She's not happy and she runs away. Uh, at the caves, the they give Charlie a flashlight and he starts crawling through the cave. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the cave starts to crumble at this point. I think that's a little bit later, but we do get a flashback and we're in the drive shaft green room. Mm-hmm. I think is after show or before show, either or. And I think it was it's right before because this is when Charlie's yelling at his brothers like you didn't show up to oh, right. like sound, sound check. check and yeah, you didn't show up check. to this and right. now we've got a show and he's like oh we got a show also right. I fucking love Charlie's hair here he's like he's oh, got like <laughs> he's got like reddish highlights and oh. then I wrote back like or is it pink. <laughs> Because it's <laughs> like, it, I think it's like a faded kind of red. I don't know. His hair looks really cool to me. Yeah. And, and there's a bunch of hot chicks in the green room. Mm-hmm. And uh, Liam missed sound check because Liam's on the drugs. Uh, he's, and on, he's doing the drugs. He's doing the drugs. They fight. Liam is mean to Charlie. And then Liam stumbles off in a stupor and he says, piss off. Yep. And this is what makes Charlie get into drugs. Mm. This is where he picks up the parmesan cheese baggie and he starts getting into the drugs well because this is when liam is like you're not drive shaft i'm drive shaft yeah that didn't help that is not what charlie needed to hear no because charlie was the one who was not into the stuff before but now he's into it god damn it liam back in the cave tunnel and the cave starts rumbling again but he makes it into where Jack is. It's like sort of a cavern. And uh, he tells him that he's here to rescue him. Charlie gets Jack unburied, but Jack's shoulder's dislocated, and he mm-hmm. asks Charlie to pop it back in. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, you know? I know, but, boy, that's rough. If I had my arm dislocated, I would just be like, that arm's dead. <laughs> it's dead to me. <laughs> yeah, worse lock. <laughs> Have him cut it off. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like you'd regret that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's smarter to just pop it back in. Definitely smarter. It would take a lot of guts to to pop it back in. (laughs) I'm trying to... I mean, I can do it. I'm super tough. Sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I would rather be the person whose arm is dislocated and needs to... And like but there's a doctor there to help me pop it back into place or would I rather mm-hmm. be the one helping the doctor? I'm not really sure which is worse, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coin <laughs> flip like situation. more terrifying to me. <laughs> yeah. So he pops it back in. Flashback again, Charlie visits Liam and Sydney, and this is sometime later, it seems, after mm-hmm. Drive Shaft has been through it because Liam has a family. He's living in a nice little suburban area. Yeah, and well, Charlie. And- Charlie is wearing the same outfit that he was yeah. wearing at the beginning of the crash, which I noticed. Right. So it's very close to the time because they're in Sydney at this point. Mm-hmm. So Charlie wants Liam to gig with him on the road again. He's like, this is our comeback. And Liam doesn't want to come back. You know, he's found a family. He's off the drugs. Like Charlie's he's the found one that's God. kind of messed up now found god so this is where we sort of find out that charlie is now all messed up on drugs and liam has his life together yeah and charlie yells at him he says this was it was about the music liam you took that away from me 
So Charlie starts blaming Liam for the drug problem Mm -hmm. and for, you know, drive shaft not working out basically. So Liam tries to get him into rehab or to convince him to go into rehab. And Charlie walks away in slow motion again. He says, I have a plane to catch. So that's when we know for sure that this is the plane that brought him to the island. Mm-hmm. Back in the cave, Jack questions Charlie about using drugs and how long it's been. Charlie's honest with him. He says, you're not you're not useless. Or Jack tells him that he's not u- useless because Charlie actually crawled all the way in. He's doing something. Yeah. So, of course, Jack is a know-it-all again about oxygen within the cave. Oh, <laughs> my like, God. We only got about like, a couple hours or something like that. Like He does some math. And then um, Charlie sees a moth. And he's like, oh, there's a moth. There's a moth. I can see light. And he starts following the moth. Mm-hmm. And they climb out of the cave. Of course, when they come back to the other side of the cave, the group is there. Walt mentions, hey, it's the doctor. But he doesn't say anything about Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> he wants Charlie to be like, hey, what the heck? What about me? Come on, man. <laughs> come on, Drive dude. shaft. <laughs> yeah, drive shaft. We're still doing things. <laughs> uh, so Charlie gets all the credit uh, of helping. Makes him feel good. Feels good, man. I forget what it is that um, Hurley says something to him. That's really cute. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, you did it. Nice job, man. I don't know. I forget what he says. Yeah, but some, it's... Something really positive. Yeah. That yeah. was nice. That's what Charlie needed. Saeed lets off his firework. Shannon lets off hers. I was so Kate's proud. Kate goes off. I know. It's like, Shannon, you did it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice job, Saeed. Shannon. Saeed turns on his little doodad and picks up a signal and then whack he gets hit over the head and he passes out yeah yeah so what Um, the fuck yeah what's going on there huh at first i was like is this is this sawyer but i feel like he was pretty far so sawyer would have had to would have had to like run pretty far yeah wonder who and, it is you know i don't know who what his it? motive would be but yeah i wrote in all caps omg who hit saeed so back at the caves at night hurley asks about charlie's condition because charlie doesn't look well mm-hmm. he's kind of all he's he's white knuckling he's sweating he looks quite sick yeah and uh jack, jack covers for he's him got the flu hey he's, it's the flu and charlie wants to stretch his legs yeah he ends up going to lock at the end but first we go to kate who makes a t-shirt sling for Jack's shoulder. Very cute. <laughs> oh, and um, I don't even think you said that she shows up to like start. She's like furiously trying to dig, oh, dig digging. out Jack. Yeah, yeah before, yeah, she before they get digging. out. She's right, like she really panicking. But then when yep. they're out, it's like, oh, hey. She's like, oh, hi. Mm-hmm. I was just hanging out. Just had this And I made a little sling for pack. you. Yeah, I got you another picture. It's wallet-sized. <laughs> I had, they had glamour shots. Yeah, it's my island. 8 by 10 too, here, and I put it in a frame that I found in the luggage, <laughs> and it's for you. And if you want, <laughs> if you find a laptop, I can just, like, make your desktop wallpaper if you want. <laughs> and Saeed's like, no, if there's any laptops, I need the batteries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There will be no functioning laptops on this island. <laughs> yeah, we like, are off the time. grid, people. <laughs> and then she just makes like a little nod to Jack, like I can make it. I can make the laptop. I got a secret one. <laughs> yeah. Um, just come so... back to the beach with me. <laughs> yeah, we'll meet over by the, the over by the cave water over there. I'll bring my laptop. <laughs> they have a moment by the fire, 
and she brings him a t-shirt sling and they share a little tender moment by the fire. They always have a little tender moment every episode, I feel like. Mm-hmm. They fight a little bit. They're coy. They flirt a little Ugh. bit. They have a tender moment. This is exactly, like, exactly the kind of shit that something? TV shows do to you. Yeah. No, we're not going to talk about something. Blah, but blah, will blah. they, won't they? That's why I like Buffy doesn't really have that many... Like, there's not, like, a whole lot of will they, won't they. Like, that stuff is usually resolved pretty quickly. Yeah, I was actually really surprised that her and Angel, like, really, like, smooshed faces that hard in that episode. Yeah, I thought like, it, was it wasn't going to be, gonna be dragged out. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be like, well, you sleep on the floor. Okay, fine, I'll sleep on the floor. And, like, it's just going to be like, we're going to get really close, but nothing's going to happen. But, no, they made out hard twice. Oh, yeah. And that, like, yeah. uh, that's just one thing I can't. Like, of course shows are gonna do that to you yeah and they're gonna drag it out like i've been watching um i've been re-watching the new girl mm-hmm. and of course like they do that with like pretty much every character i feel like and yeah. it's just so annoying because you're like i know eventually you're gonna get together just do it now and don't bring me through this agony but that's what gets people watching for longer i guess you gotta have that tension. So that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna do here with, you know, with Jack and Kate. They have their moment by the fire. Charlie approaches Locke, and he asks Locke for the drugs. And he's like, "This is the third time," and he said, "I've made my choice." And Locke gives the drugs to Charlie. Charlie drops him in the fire. Yeah, which yeah. I knew. I knew he was gonna do that. I had faith in him. Yeah, Locke's proud of him. He said, "I always knew you could do it." And Charlie looks up so and sees a moth fly uh, into the sky, and the music swells. Oh my god! It's and that's so the end cheesy. of the episode. It's just so fucking cheesy. I know it was pretty, pretty on the nose. The whole moth thing, and then the cave, and then him yeah. crawling into the cave, and he had to crawl out of the top of the cave like a moth. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty on the nose. Yeah. But again, you know, it's also poetry. It's also it's, it's also it's beautiful. Poetry. <laughs> These two episodes, so poetic. (laughs) So poetic, but also very on the nose. (laughs) It's just really funny that, like, I don't know. It's just funny to me that you like this show so much, and there's so many moments of just, like, barf cheesiness. What are you talking about, barf cheesiness? This is great. I am a girl who likes romantic things and, like, you Uh know, whatever. I'm typical in that way, I guess. Uh But... There are just like, oh my God, every episode is like fucking, we're by a fire, we're kumbayaing, there's hey. music swelling, it's beautiful, there's fucking moths in the air. It's like, come on. You gotta have, there's a lot of ups and downs, okay? There's some, oh there's some God. tragedy, right? There's a lot of backstory and, and strife and drug addiction. Oh. And then there's also just like, skinning but boards it's, it's, <laughs> and triangulating antennas and I know, but also just like, moths come on every episode cannot end this way not every episode ends like that like, there's gonna be a lot of cliffhangers I want this was episode, another non-cliffhanger I want an episode, episode that just ends with you know Locke just skinning a boar just like that's it. That's the last thing that we see. There's no music <laughs> swelling. There's no like, nah, let's sit you by gotta a keep, fire you... and talk about our feelings, but not really talk about our feelings, but like be coy about our feelings. I just want to see Locke like over in the corner being like, mm, no, you got to keep the audience dinner. interested. You got to be, you got to like zoom into Locke's eye and be like, 
be like, what's going on here? So he'd be like, I can't wait to see next week because something's going to happen. Because even though he's looked into the eye of the island. Right, it's eye of the, the island. Eye of the island. And he's skinning a boar with the eye of the island. So anyways, I got some <laughs> trivia for this show. Oh, um, I have a piece of trivia. If you don't get to it, I'm going to get to it, and your mind is going to be blown. All right. Let's see if I get to it. When Charlie snorts heroin, Dominic Monaghan is actually snorting brown sugar. Oh, brown sugar. (laughs) Neil Hopkins, who plays- What? What happens? What? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, what, What happens to you when you do that? When you snort brown sugar? Yeah. I'm sure it just goes down the back of your throat, right? And doesn't give you a little tinglies or anything? I mean, it might give you a sugar rush. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a way to ingest sugar. I don't know if I could snort anything up my nose. I don't think I could either. I got to I, I I, I'm I'm always that. like I always got sinus infections, so I like I can't yeah, even do a neti pot. For... No thanks. Yeah. Um Neil Hopkins, who plays Charlie's brother Liam, is actually younger than actor Dominic Monaghan. I was wondering that, and I almost looked it up, but I'm, you know, I'm afraid to look up anything like that. Yeah, but I was like, I bet you he's long. I bet you he's younger because he definitely yep, looks younger. He's younger. That's what I thought too. Uh, he's also American. Was part Whoa. of the trivia. Yeah. Uh, when Charlie leaves the confession room, his brother Liam says, "And the meek shall inherit the earth." which is a clear homage to the famous Rush album, 2112. I don't know Rush. I don't know music. But I just thought I'd throw it out there for any Rush fans. Hmm. Is it a reference to a song? No, just it the album. It sounds more like a biblical reference. Yeah, I think maybe that's what the album 2112 is. I don't it's know. It's Matthew 5.5. 5. Oh. Wow. How'd you find that? I just... Googled and the meek shall inherit the earth. Oh, Whoa, there what? You go. What? Matthew five five, Wikipedia. J. Paul Getty once quoted the meek shall inherit the earth, but not the mineral rights used in the lost episode The Moth. Damn. That's number one. Wow. Wow. That's fifth wild. chapter of the Gospel of Matthew in the New Testament. Look at that. Blessed nice. are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Hmm. Just sounded like a Bible Bible thing. What's your trivia piece? That's all I have. What do you got? Oh, what Pat, got? just hold on to those shorts again, Pat. I'm holding. Okay, because. Blow them off. <laughs> blow them off. Get no, ready no. for this. After Charlie climbs through mm-hmm. the newly dug tunnel, he says to yeah. Jack, I'm here to rescue you, which is a reference to Luke Terminator. Skywalker saying the same thing to oh. Princess Leia when he found her in the Death Star in A New Hope, Episode 4. Boom. Mind fucking blown. How did I make a Star Wars reference and not you? (sighs) I am very embarrassed. You should be. This is an embarrassing moment in podcast history. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe this has happened. Guess who's on top this episode, my friend? This girl. I have questions. How did you know the reference? I think it came up when I was looking at quotes. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> so you found it. 
It doesn't matter how I found it, <laughs> okay, okay? Well, it makes me feel a little better. <laughs> At least you didn't just think about it. <laughs> no, I mean, because okay. I feel like that probably happens in millions of movies and TV shows. I'm here to rescue you. Right. When Who Luke knows if, it was, if they were actually, like, making a reference to that scene, but... Right. No, I, I, I think it is a direct reference because Luke Skywalker finds Princess Leia... And he pulls off the stormtrooper helmet. And he says, I'm here to rescue you. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be. Got to be. It's got to be. Okay. You're welcome, All Pat. right. You bested me with that trivia. Great job. Way better than my Rush album trivia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we get into favorite moments yeah. or predictions? What's your favorite moment of Buffy? What's your favorite moment of Lost? <laughs> <laughs> We're going alphabetical. Oh, okay um oh okay favorite moment of buffy is definitely the jump scare when we see darla's scary <laughs> face in the window because that actually made me jump really and i was expecting it i was like oh i bet we're gonna see her face in the window <laughs> it <got laughs> oh me. it's her vamp face <laughs> yeah it's, it's a vamp face yeah I, I totally was expecting it and it got me anyways which is a good jump scare <laughs> that's cute uh my favorite <laughs> Uh, I feel like, unsurprisingly, is the Buffy Angel kiss at the end. Because it's just so it's just beautiful. Deep. So poetic. So smooshy. Ugh. The, just and then the, 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 the cross burn in burn. the chest. Oh, oh my God. Ermagerd. It's just beautiful. I just love it. No, I, I just really, I just really love this episode because we get a whole episode to focus on one one character and like, you know we're we're we get basically his whole backstory in this one episode and i don't really feel like it's done in a forced way like i feel like it all comes out very naturally yeah i just really like that yeah these kisses were pretty hardcore for wb they were yeah oh boy what's your favorite moment of lost charlie saving jack but i also really really loved the confessional scene (laughs) That was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, no, I just, I really liked that moment of Charlie rushing in there, doing a good thing, mm-hmm. redeeming himself, feeling useful again. Yeah, I really liked that moment. I wasn't really into the cave stuff that much, probably because it was kind of anticlimactic for me. I was just like, eh. Yeah. Like, you sort of know how it's going to end up. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it's just a waste of time at that point. I'm like, okay. Like, it doesn't feel like real drama to me. So I was sort of less into the cave stuff. I was into Charlie Jonesing, and I was into the interaction with Locke when he shows him the moth cocoon. So mm-hmm. that's going to be my favorite moment. Yeah. Um, I I really like the Charlie-Locke relationship. Yeah. They've had a lot of time together in the past couple of episodes. Yeah. So which episode wins? I mean, I know which one wins for you. Obviously, you love <laughs> the Angel episode. <laughs> Um, I'll probably have to give it to the Angel episode as well, just because, just because the cave stuff, we don't get some of the lore that I usually like in the Lost episodes and some of the mystery. Yeah, um, I mean, I do like can... Charlie's backstory though. But yeah, just like the just the stuff that's happening on the island is very blasé. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. Um, I I mean, I obviously really love Charlie, so I definitely like learning more about him, but. I felt the same way about the caves and his struggle with drugs. Like eventually he's going to run out on this island. So whether he runs Mm -hmm. out or he 
cut, you know, quits now, he's going to have to quit. So yeah, might as well, point. might as well do it now. Um, so I kind of, I was like, he's not, you know, he might ask for the drugs back, but he's going to get rid of them. So yeah. he's not going to actually like keep using drugs after this episode. And I, you know, I knew Jack wasn't going to die. So it was pretty anticlimactic for me, but yes, definitely yeah. love this episode of Buffy. It's like I said, it's my favorite from this season. Um, and yeah, maybe it's because I think vampires are sexy. And a vampire with there, a soul is you like said it. right up my alley. There. I said it. I said there, it. I said it. Okay. okay. All right. Fine. So sue, sue me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me in a blood well. No, don't do that. That sounds terrifying. No, you would love it. <laughs> All right. What do you think will happen next on Buffy? So I think Angel comes back, but not often, mm-hmm. considering he gets his own spinoff. Mm-hmm. okay so he's gonna he's gonna guest star every once in a while he'll come back um just to kind of so are you gonna are you do you think that's gonna happen like at 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 the end of the season or do you want to make a prediction about that Mm, yeah he'll come back at the end of the season i'll say that no i sorry i meant the spinoff like do you want to guess when that's gonna happen oh i don't know when the spinoff happens okay no idea Another prediction, Colin Mini-Me becomes more annoying <laughs> and perhaps he will be the season finale bad guy instead of the master fighting himself. The master be... fights himself? No, I mean instead of master himself fighting Buffy. Oh, okay. It's going to be his little Mini-Me, Colin, with the auto-tuned voice. <laughs> so he's the, the, big, the big little bad is what mm-hmm. you're guessing. Yeah, big little bad. Yeah, tiny bad. <laughs> He's the tiny bad. And this was a prediction, but now um, because of your poker face, I think I've backed down a little bit. But I did write Giles and Buffy's mom go on a few dates, but it just doesn't work out. It's too weird. And Buffy doesn't doesn't like it. You still think that's going to happen or now you don't think that's... What's your prediction then? I'm going to stick with it. It's going to happen. So Buffy, Buffy's mom... And Giles, they awkwardly go on a few dates somehow, and they think it might work out, but it just doesn't. And Buffy is never a fan of it, and she thinks it's weird and awkward, and don't do it, Mom. He's my librarian. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to shorten that to Giles and Buffy's mom awkwardly go on a few dates, but it doesn't work out. Yeah, that's the the slug line for that. (laughs) (laughs) And Buffy doesn't like it. I have no idea what to predict next on Lost. <laughs> um, you have no predictions? I got to think about, well, there's obviously going to be a backstory next. So I feel like every episode, I got to try and guess whose backstory is going to be next. I really want it to be Michael and Walt, but I just... Well, it's not going to be the moth because remember you had the theory that whatever we end on for a shot, we get their backstory. Yeah, next. that theory held for like a couple of episodes at the beginning <laughs> yeah. and then never held work. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it worked for, I think, that one that I was like, well, in these last two episodes, this happened and then, but I don't yeah, think it, it held totally up. it totally did work. No. I don't think it held up after that. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's going to be Michael and Walt's. I feel like we're going to get Saeed or Sawyer next. Hmm. 
Okay. That's my prediction for backstory. I feel like, man, I guess the other really big thing, obviously, that happens is Saeed. I don't think Saeed is dead. I think he's mm-hmm. just knocked out. And I, I don't think that anyone in the rest of their flight has any reason to want to knock him out unless it's Hmm. purely based on race which would be unfortunate so you think it's a new character i think it's gonna we haven't seen i think it's gonna be could it be the french lady steve steve and fucking steven scott (laughs) steven scott (laughs) they're like you know what we're sick of being background characters (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, we have names, Steve and Scott. I know how to work a tran- transmission triangulation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, those are good predictions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my Claire baby countdown is two more episodes. Okay, great. Yeah, we got to keep track of that one because we haven't even seen her in two episodes, so. We didn't she see her last episode? for all that we know. No, we didn't see her last episode either. Oh, not even. God. Not even one bit. I really want her backstory. Yeah. Like, I don't really care about anybody else. I just want to see Claire's backstory at this point. Mm. Yeah. Great. Okay. Anything else we need to cover? Anything else you're listening to, watching, or reading? Oh. Um, we rewatched Wally today. <gasps> it was, Wally. It was my daughter's birthday, and she loves movies, so we let her pick out a movie, and she picked Wally. Good choice, and Lila. Yeah, she loved it too. I she, watched end, that said, after. I really liked that movie. Um, that and I think that's. Oh, we started a new show. Oh, what are you watching? We started a show on Netflix called The King's Gambit. Oh, the Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Mm. Oh, that's the Kings. I'm pretty sure it's the, the queen. queens. It's definitely the queen's gambit. You sure? Pat, come on. Every time you, you challenge me about stuff, I'm always you just right. just goo-goo it real yeah, quick? Yeah, I will. And it's okay. 100% the queen's gambit. Okay. So I'm watching the queen's gambit. And we yeah, get through you're not watching the king's and... gambit. Maybe that's next. Okay. That could be the follow-up. <laughs> that's a spinoff. <laughs> yeah, spinoff. And then there's a pawn's gambit and a knight's <laughs> gambit. Um. So yeah, we're watching the Queen's Gambit. I yeah, I keep we, seeing that advertised, but I don't know anything. We about had no chess. idea what it was. Somebody just said like, "Oh, it's good," and chess is is fine, whatever. So <laughs> we're like, oh, "Let's check this out." We didn't we didn't know what to expect. And no, it's I, not checkers. It's chess. Let's yeah, I check chess. this out. Oh, huh. mm-hmm. huh. sorry, it's late. So I recommend it. I would recommend you check it out do you play chess do you know anything about chess oh yeah yeah i learned it in first grade played it a lot what really in first grade mm-hmm. that was a big part of the curriculum for some reason you learned it in school are you fucking with me no i swear to you in first grade i was in vermont and a big part of the curriculum was playing chess like i swear we, we played chess three to four times a week like in class that is crazy yeah, it was like a huge part of first grade. I remember reading Dr. Seuss books and playing chess <laughs> oh a my lot. God. That's like yeah. mind-blowing to me. I mean, I think that's amazing because obviously it teaches you like critical thinking and problem solving. I 
I never learned chess. And at this point in my life, there's no fucking way that I could learn chess and keep all the rules what straight. What are you talking about? You could totally learn no, chess. My I dad played a lot. as a six-year-old. Yeah. And my brain is, you know, fully developed now. <laughs> it's full of Buffy history and trivia, Harry Potter. So like, you know, all all the stuff. They play that chess and Harry Potter. These things wizard work together. chess. Yeah. It's, just, it's basically the same thing. Oh, so... It's just big giant version of chess that comes alive. Yeah, wizard chess. That's what that right. is. But it's yeah, not... it's the it's, same thing. It's not always giant. They have normal size pieces. It's just that the, okay. the pieces come alive and, you know, smash okay. each All other. All I'm trying up. to say is that you could play chess. I don't think <laughs> at totally this point I could. I think there's too you many could. rules. I think when, there, when I was younger and still developing and there was more space in my brain, probably, but my mm. brain's too full now. I can't Well, with that attitude... That. All right. Well, all right. Maybe you can teach me how to play chess. Maybe Dave. Okay. I bet Dave knows. I'll have to ask him. What have you been watching, reading, listening to? Uh, well, we watched The Machinist for a movie club. Oh, yes. Which for a movie club. Neither you or I were really big fans of. You still gave it a yeah. 6.8, I think. I liked parts of it. I liked uh, I liked the music and I liked some of the characters. I but overall, just liked kinda the lighting. Middle of the road. And then I've just been watching, I've been having a lot of anxiety lately. Um, so, Me too. Oh, cool. Is Mercury in retrograde? It's not actually. It was up until mm. election day. So, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, um, I thought so too, because I've been dropping a lot of things and having a lot of anxiety. Mm, which dropsies. Is, yeah. But so that's why I started watching The New Girl again, because... I was like, you know, I just need something silly and fun to watch when, like, Dave's not around and I'm panicking about life. Who's that girl? Who's it's that Jess. Girl? It's Jess. Yeah. I don't... Zoe Deschanel is adorable, but I I mostly love the all of the guys. Yeah. I like them yeah. much more. It, that is a really funny show. I've seen a lot of the episodes. Yeah. Really, I, I've seen really all good. of it, Um, but... I've also seen How I Met Your Mother way too many times and Parks and Rec yeah. way too many times. And Parks and Rec is like, you can't get it on any streaming services now. Mm-hmm. Any of the, like the major ones anyway. So um, I can't, like that can't be my, my fallback anymore. And Dave yeah. and I have been kind of rewatching Brooklyn Nine-Nine too. Oh, wow. And we're watching This Is Us as it comes out, um, which there's only, there was like the first episode of this season was like a two-hour special or two-episode special Mm -hmm. and then they came out with one this week so we're caught up with that i think i just have like a lot of client work and like the holidays right around the corner so i'm just feeling a little bit overwhelmed yeah yeah i think there's a lot to be overwhelmed about right now i am also feeling overwhelmed there's a lot of work and a lot of things that uh, have to get done before the end of the year so yeah so we'll get through it, yeah, and we'll keep potting, and, and it'll be great, and streaming, and casting. And yeah, I mean it's just weird because like this is the time of year that I would want to like binge watch Buffy, or I could, I mean, I'll I can binge watch all the Harry Potters. This is always a good time of year there for that, go. and that yeah. always makes me feel feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, we'll probably do something similar soon too. Yeah, cool cool all right well everybody you can listen subscribe to this podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify and stitcher and didn't we just get added to something else google something yeah google podcasts 
cool. If you are on an Android phone and you like using the Google Podcasts app, we are now in that app. Cool. And uh, rate us five stars if you have the time. It helps us get noticed and people will see that we have five stars and we are a quality podcast. And where can everybody uh, contact us, Sammy? So you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. Um, and send emails, but no spoilers, to kickstreampod at gmail.com. And also, show notes for every episode um, are available at our website, kickingstreaming.com. And remember, folks, streaming is always better with friends.